something, Hulkster. I feel like our backs are against the wall. I feel like we are between the rock and the hard place, brother. I feel like we've been backed into a corner with this thing with Zeus and the Macho Man. Well, no doubt, Brutus. This is a very tough situation that we're in. But the thing is, it's nice to have an ace up your sleeve, brothers. Yeah. Hulkamaniacs, that's exactly what we've got. We've got an ace up our sleeve. Our lovely manager, Miss Elizabeth, she sat down and she gave me and Brutus a history lesson. She taught us all about Zeus, all about Greek mythology, how Zeus was the strongest god in the heaven, and how everybody else fell at his feet, man. Well, Hulkamaniacs, we fell at his feet, but we didn't fall for long, brother. Oh, yeah, we believed in it, man. When Zeus clamped down with a vice grip on Brutus, and I heard the snap, crackle, and pop back in the dressing room, he made a believer out of Brutus. And yeah, when I snuck up behind Zeus, and I drew back with the 24-inch pythons, and I let him have it with a steel chair, Zeus turned. Zeus stalked, and as he laughed, as he was stalking me, he made a believer out of me, too. But our manager, Elizabeth, she cleared this whole situation up for us, man. She sat Brutus and I down, gave us a history lesson, and then the potion, Brutus. That's what made me see clear. That's right, Hulkster. It was the potion. It was the potion that cleared the way, that gave us the vision to see beyond Zeus, to see beyond the Macho Man, to see the real reality of this whole situation, to get down to the basics, to get back. Back to what we know the best, Hawkster. And that's get the Hulkamaniacs behind us. Yeah. Get the barber shop in order. Yeah. Take care of business. And keep one eye out for the lovely Elizabeth. Well, you know, the way I look at this thing, Brutus, this is just like a deck of cards, man. You stack them all up, and when you knock them down, the rest are going to fall. It's a team. Me and the barber will function. We'll conquer. We'll divide, and then we'll win. But listen to this, Hulkamaniacs. The macho man said from day one he'd be standing behind Zeus, not next to his side. And once we get him right where we want him, we will conquer, divide, and win. But what I gotta say, Brutus, this is our home, man. You guys are stepping into our arena. And in SummerSlam, Brutus, once we get him right where we want him, we're gonna take care of business the Hulkamaniac way, man. We're gonna play by the Hulkamaniacs rules. And when we get done, the Macho Man, Scary Sherry, and Zeus, there'll be nothing left of them except that broom that Scary Sherry rode in on. And with the Clippers watching our back, who knows where Liz is gonna be, man. But what you gonna do when Brutus and the Hulkster run wild on you? Hello and welcome to another episode of By God Almighty! By God Almighty! By God Almighty! Nice. Wrestling Review, <laughs> the show where we crack open some lovely cans. Ah, cream. Lovely. Or in Dave's case, bottles. Bottles. Yeah, because bodacious <laughs> bottles. <laughs> uh, and chat about pro wrestling of yesteryear, one pay-per-view at a time. As always, my name is Graham and I'm joined by my own set of... Mega Maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. We're just sitting around. Yeah, Dave. Hello there. And Dermot. Hello, hello. Yes. How are you boys doing? Yeah, good, yeah. good, good. It's a, it's a great Friday. It's a very great Friday. 
It's Good Friday. We're recording on Good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit sacrilegious. Sacrilegious to drink, but sacrilegious award that sounds kind of sexy. it is now it's right. from the Simpsons yeah, no, yeah. 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 or the waffle that can suck in the yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Graham how are you since we spoke last yeah. year at Wrestlemania you yeah. big news. oh yeah I was at Wrestlemania and it was really really good I enjoyed yeah, it Wrestlemania 23 uh, yeah like if you're a, a, what's the word a regular listener you'll realise that we've had one episode after Wrestlemania that didn't mention that that's because we recorded before Wrestlemania because that's how things work in the world ooh Ooh. magic uh, (laughs) we used our cauldron it was was pretty good crack yeah Yeah. wrestling and shit yeah Yeah. lots of wrestling I'd say well I only went to one show yeah but there was loads of wrestling happening over there there was apparently there was over 300 shows in the week now well I'm getting this information from the Wrestling Observer he said like you know name promotions like obviously WWE and NXT Ring of Honor Progress Mm. Rev Pro, all these had the balls, like they drew crowds. But he was saying there was a lot of shows that drew like ten and twelve yeah, people because yeah, yeah. they're just shows, tiny. Yeah, you're like vo- it's an oversaturated market. The whole week is just yeah. wrestling everywhere. But yeah, had a good time. The hotel across the road from me was hosting WrestleCon. I didn't go because I didn't want to pay fifty dollars. That's fair <laughs> enough. But uh, on the Saturday, I believe it was midday. Maybe he was there. Midnight, I was dying to. I just, I got, <laughs> look, I like him, but I'm not paying fifty dollars just yes. to go. Midnight, maybe. Probably just as well. No, if you were with me, I would have. Yeah. But like, Mrs. Graham isn't gonna want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, where you? Graham. Where are we paying fifty dollars for you to say midnight, maybe to a bloke? I know. Like, Listen, you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's grand. Yeah, don't worry about it. You wouldn't get it. Yeah. Also, at the time, oh, Coco gone made a very smart manoeuvre in that he he already had a shop down in Clearwater and he opened up the second shop in his franchise Hogan's Beach Shop on the Thursday before Wrestlemania on what's called International Drive it's like the main tourist street in Florida basically all of the hotels that most tourists stay in are there and um, from Thursday to the Tuesday when Smackdown was on he was basically there from midday to four every day signing and taking photographs and charging $150 a pop what a man do you like that it's good money if you can get it yeah but like he just doesn't need that money he doesn't but like people pay it so yeah, you no, need like, to spend that much, money, that much money to meet Hulk Hogan I don't get the concept of paying to meet people I don't, I don't get, get it, it either people, you know no, what I mean people do it so no, no but here's I the thing really like, when, we were, when we were getting buses like to and from the theme parks or to and from like we were just getting the bus like, like I said it's the main road so you'd get the bus up and down if you were going to the kind of shopping areas there was a cute like there was a 40 to 50 person deep queue nearly all the time Jeez. like outside the shop like it was yeah. stupid mm. and no, I don't know he made I did I did some numbers I said if he averaged 50 people a day for how long he was doing it he made at least 45 grand over a few days yeah and he are from just taking he's post. already got millions from oh, that Gawker case yeah, 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 yeah. yeah speaking of Hogan being a greedy cunt yeah that kind of brought up um thing that's on the internet and that is his uh, 1998 contract with WCW when he renewed his contract so basically he renewed a contract he obviously didn't think the company was going to tank it was a four year contract yeah. up to 2002 and we'll go over some of his hunga terms and conditions <laughs> so basically he is to get the amount of two million dollars just for signing it nice that's good isn't it do you yeah, like that I do two million dollars yeah. to sign it he will wrestle and perform on six pay-per-view events during the first three years and will be the featured wrestler on all of these events. 
uh, for his participation in said events, they will pay him 15% of the domestic pay-per-view cable sales or $675,000, whichever is the greater. <laughs> right? So then... Fuck's sake. They will pay him $1,350,000 every July 1st, November 1st, and February 1st of years 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why not? Uh, Why not? Yeah. In addition to the previously mentioned pay-per-view guarantee payment, they shall also pay him for every pay-per-view event in which he participates to the following incentive compensation schedule. So, if the buy rate is between 1.5 and 1.79, he gets a quarter of a million. Between 1.8 and 1.99, 375,000. Between 2 and 2.49, half a million. Between 2.5 and 2.99, 850,000. Between 3 and 3.49, 1 and a quarter million. And anything over a 3.5 buy rate is 1 and 3 quarter million. The only thing That's is... fucking ludicrus money. Now, WCW it didn't is, pull I don't in big numbers. ever got those bonuses, did he, after 98 to maybe 99? They, they might have pulled a 2 at max. But even yeah, then, he's, yeah. still, he's still at least pulling a quarter. Yeah. An extra quarter of a million. For Nitron Thunder appearances, which he will be appear on... For the first three years. Obviously the fourth yeah. year they might have thought he'd retire, I don't know. But he should promote, appear, wrestle and perform as requested by WCW and WC Nitro and Thunder events. In consideration for his participation in such events, they will pay him 25% of the gross after-tax arena ticket revenues for each one he appears and wrestles on. Hell. However, in no event will his compensation be less than $25,000 per <laughs> event. So whichever is higher yeah, between yeah, those. Yeah. Television taping participation. During years one through three of this agreement, he will appear and perform at 16 mutually agreed upon television tapings during each calendar year of the term, which is no additional cost to WCW. Oh, wow. Fair play to For non-televised house shows, he will appear and perform at reasonable, at reasonable, whatever that means, number of non-televised house shows as reasonably, the word again in the same sentence, requested <laughs> by WCW. Again... In consideration for this, he will be paid 25% of the gross after-tax arena tickets. Um, God! For international arena dates, he'll have a mutual option for him to, to promote, appear, wrestling, perform in mutually agreeable international events. So basically, if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. The year four compensation is a little less, so he will get a $100,000 consultant's fee for year four. If he provides any wrestling services in year four, he should be entitled to the previously mentioned compensation. Oh, yeah. oh fucking hell <laughs> So Merchandising Licensing activities Anything That his name Likeness Voice Image Characters And all of his other Distinctive unidentifying Like signature Kind of traits Are used or associated With him in business Or professional wrestling He owns 100% In connection with any Wrestling related merchandise Sold via the company Owned retail stores Catalogue Telemarketing <laughs> CompuServe, internet and related sources and at arenas or related events for use in connection with the continuation of those products or services set out in the specific license agreements previously entered into by WCW for use in connection with those wrestling related products or services set out in any entered licensing agreement by WCW for use in WCW's exploitation in the area of motorsports which includes NASCAR and monster trucks and for use in connection with WCW's exploitation of 900 call-in telephone lines this is the one that really got me. All right, we're, we're getting on to that now. So so basically, he gets 100% of any money they make on that. He shall receive a royalty of 50% of the net receipts received by WCW on all merchandise, 
merchandise sold directly by WCW to any consumer incorporating Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan or his name, likeness or character. He shall receive a royalty of 50% of the actual license fees received by WCW on the licensing of Hulk Hogan. During the period in which he's a member of the NWO, he will receive $20,000 a month. For <laughs> Just for being in the for NWO. Promoting, for promoting the NWO, basically. <laughs> That's it. Uh. And 25% of WCW's net receipts and annual license fees on all non-talent specific NWO merchandise. Right. Should WCW create a 900 call-in hotline <laughs> featuring Hulk Hogan or Hollywood Hogan, and should he be able to provide recordings for said number, he should receive 100% of WCW's net revenues from such a hotline. So why would they bother creating it, it? Yeah. So conditions precedent. Additional terms and conditions. Skip through here. There's lots of bollocks. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, when required to travel for WCW, as contemplated here under, he will receive first class air travel, first class suite hotel accommodations, Sweet. limousine transportation, and $175 cash. Per diem. Per diem. Per diem. Because so why, he needs that cash why, after he, all the money. How are you going to spend $175,000 in one day? No, I say thousand. I said one hundred seventy-five. Oh, okay. Well, that no, makes no. a little bit more sense. But he's still loaded. Why does he need <laughs> yeah, that extra? Yeah. And so he's got his air travel, his accommodation, his limousine yeah, transportation yeah. to and from the venue, are all paid for. What's he getting? Like you could probably get a bit of dinner. Food, but like yeah. you definitely have the money for that. Yeah, yeah he's got the largest yeah. animals in the world, brother. Though he's got to feed those pythons. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. Oh. Ah, it's a little oh. lovely bottle. Let's see. Here's right. So basically, if WCW sells any of this stuff... This is where it gets good. Pursuant to section 9A, subsection 2 of your letter of agreement, attached is a copy of the categories within which WCW is presently licensing the WCW and rest of trademark. So basically, if any of this comes up, Hogan gets the money for it. Okay. (laughs) Calling cards, photo plaques, collector plates, sculptures, clocks wall art, action figures, video games, pennants, bumper stickers, signs, key rings, collector pins, buttons, decals, seat cushions, magnets, die cast model cars, LCD games, temporary tattoos, flags, glass mugs, play sets, <coughs> wrestling rings, inflatables, kites, 3D keychains, backpacks, rainwear, rolling luggage, belts, suspenders, t-shirts, ski caps, Baseball hats, bandanas, trading cards, talking trading cards, <laughs> sweatshorts, knit shorts, patches, tank tops, muscle shorts, Henley shorts, long sleeve shorts, beach towels, bath towels, bath mats, shower curtains, t-shirts in a mug, gumball machines, gumball toppers, box calendars, calendars, boxer shorts, workout wear, polo shorts, rag tops, footwear, balloons, cookie jars, commemorative stamps, hot sauces, thumb puppets, paint, p- painted balls, pop- <laughs> pop-up cards, books, kaleidoscopes, lenticular products, watches, Halloween costumes, Valentine's merchandise, bowling league stuff such as bowling balls, shorts and hats, themed restaurants, credit cards, wrestle buddies, posters, toy vehicles, convenience stores and bendables. Bendable's very important. Can't miss out on that bendable bread, can you? Yeah. So yeah, that's 
That's the greed of one Hulk Hogan. Jesus to be fair, Christ. yeah, it's WCW's fault for agreeing. Oh, that contract. oh my God, it's gobshites! Like, like, no wonder they went under. Yeah, like, I mean, like, no wonder they didn't run house shows. If they did, they had to pay him a quarter of it. They probably had to pay a quarter of it to Kevin Nash as well. Did they never run house shows? In the, no, in they did time. early. They kind of stopped by two thousand, I think, because they just couldn't afford. Yeah, probably, probably, like, yeah, yeah. how That's could you? Really bad. Yeah, yeah because I believe the people like Nash and possibly Hogan. It's a long contract. I just put, I just yeah. kind of highlighted the money bits, but I believe they had a uh, wage scale matcher kind of thing. So if anybody signed on for more money than they, they were they making, could, they, they got could renegotiate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus There's something weird like that. So yeah, ridiculous, isn't that it? That is brutal. Yeah. Well, it's great for him. Yeah. Yeah. But fair also, play like fucking. Yeah. So will we crack on and have a look at more Hogan greed, etc.? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. There's plenty of it. Plenty of so. It. This time around, it is WWF's SummerSlam 89, Feel the Heat. August 28th, 1989, which was a Monday, strangely oh, well. enough, yeah, from the Meadowlands Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey, which is the second WF pay-per-view in a row in the state of New Jersey, which is kind of weird, yeah. you know, the same kind of... They're they're in the same state, but they're not anywhere near each other. Yeah, yeah. the first like pay-per-view happened in East Rutherford, though, yeah. uh, with an attendance of 20,000 cello, which is pretty decent. Yeah, not bad, yeah, yeah. not bad. Very strong. Our commentators are very strange for a WF broadcast. Jesse the Body Ventura and Tony Schiavone. When yep. I turned this pay-per-view on and Tony started speaking straight away, I was like, did I turn on the wrong that's, thing? That's what I was thinking as <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's, and because he still talks that WCW thing, we're here, the greatest night in professional wrestling yeah. history, the greatest <laughs> night in our sport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was weird hearing his voice on a WF yeah, broadcast. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Took a while to get used to. Yeah, but when I did get used to it though. Yeah, I liked the partnership, him yeah, and Jesse. So yeah, there was a nice they had They had good banter. Um, Back and forth. I don't know. He said some stupid things. Oh, he definitely, he, did, he yeah. definitely had Grilla Monsoon syndrome. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd say that's what WWF wanted their face commentator course, to do. Yeah. Like, but uh, yeah, enjoyed it. Can so we... before the card got underway, there was a dark match in which Dino Bravo defeated Coco Beware. Great. Glad that wasn't broadcast. Yes, definitely. One hundred percent. So our opening contest. Is it high team match? Wait a second. We're going straight to the opening. Oh, contest sorry. And skipping over that amazing <laughs> video. <laughs> sorry. I, I, that is, no you're right no let's let's talk about that opening video package it's, it's basically a collage of wrestling manoeuvres and summer activities like golf surfing 
eating watermelons with really close shots really close up shots of children (laughs) cycling cycling nice nice sports cars my favourite though is definitely like the big like you get the steel chair to the back of Zeus that he now sells and then straight into a close up of a kid with a watermelon getting it all over her face just she's enjoying the watermelon it's got summer and slam Summer Slam, and they didn't even like they didn't put they didn't put any effort into how they organized the clips. It was wrestling, summer activity, wrestling, yeah. summer activity. Yeah, completely yeah. alternate. Also, yeah. you know? is it like the music? Is that the music from the Royal Rumble? No, it's, it's Saturday some, Night's main event. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was familiar yeah. from somewhere. Just they didn't, even didn't put bother to write nah, new music no. like yeah. it. <laughs> that instead. Yeah. So now we'll have our open now, contest. Yeah. Which is a tag team match pitting the Hart Foundation, Bret the Hitman Hart, and Jim the Anvil Neidhart against. The WF Tag Team Champions, the Brain Busters, in a non-title match. Didn't understand that one bit. I will go and say okay. that, right, Talk it was me. non-title, and I think that's stupid for a pay-per-view, especially in the same pay-per-view <clears throat> as you don't have a heavyweight title match. Yeah. But I did like the logic of them explaining that it was like they had already been booked to oh, fight no, each other before really, the title. and But it made the manager seem legit, like it was like, oh no, Bobby's not going to let them put the title on because the match was already booked before think, they won like, the title. I would have accepted it. If the Hart Foundation had won, yeah, 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 yeah it yeah, doesn't yeah. make Do sense you know for I mean? the heel champions to be and going to keep over. Keep the belt because you're not going to yeah. lose the belts anyway. It doesn't make any sense to have it no. on a pay per view though. Like it I, know, I know that it, that does make yeah. sense yeah. to kind of like say, okay, yeah. it's already booked, so let's not put the titles on the line for this one. But on a pay per view, yeah. yeah, if it was for a Saturday night's main event, I'd understand. Yeah, definitely. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But not like no, it's bad. So last time around, demolition were the tag champs. So basically, how that came about was on the May edition of Saturday night's main event, the Brainbusters challenged Demolition for the titles. In a match that they won via DQ when Axe shoved the ref out of his way when a big four-man brawl erupted. So on the July edition of Saturday Night's Main Event, they had a rematch in a two out of three falls tag team match, which the Brainbusters won with the help of Andre the Giant's interference. Very ball boys. Mm-hmm. Ending Demolition's record 478-day reign Jeez. as tag team champions. The, like, a, like you were saying, the excuse we're giving is the non-title is that it was signed before they became champions. Yeah. I don't know. I don't buy it as much as you, Darren. No, yeah, I like it either. as it, like it gets across like the idea of the manager negotiating and stuff. And I thought yeah. Jesse covered it well, but at he the did, same time, did. it is a bit stupid to have a pay-per-view with only one title on the line yeah. when you could have three. Yeah, that's fair enough. So in the match, uh, Brett and Tully start off with some nice technical wrestling with Brett working over the arm. Tully tags out, but Brett does the same thing to Aaron going after his arm. The foundation make frequent tags, beating and twisting Anderson's arm and wrist. Anderson uses a head scissors to escape and tags in Tully, but the foundation continue the tactic of working over the arm on Tully. Tully lays a flurry of chops into the anvil, who no-sells them all and hurls Tully into the turnbuckles. Uh, Dave, you hate no-selling. Tell me how you felt about anvils and no-selling. I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy yeah, it. Yeah. He did, but he, he didn't do the thing where they hit him and he just did nothing. He kind of was hit and he... Yeah, just a little, just a tiny bit of a recoil. Enough to yeah. know that he felt it. Like, yeah, you of know. course, yeah, yeah. So after he throws Tully into the throne buckle, Brett tags in and goes back to Tully's arm. Tully reverses it into a top wrist lock on Brett and the Brainbusters try to double team him, oh. but he backflip and reverses it into a pair of double Japanese arm drags to that a good pop from the deadly. crowd. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, a four-way brawl ensues and the Brainbusters are sent reeling to the outside. Back inside, the Hart Foundation beat down on Tully, who does a great job staggering around the ring, I think. Yeah. Uh, Anvil goes to crush Tully in the corner, but Anderson pulls him out of the way and the Anvil bounces hard into the corner. The Brainbusters go on the attack with punches, kicks and knees. As Anderson is running the ropes, Brett drives a knee into his back and gives the Anvil a chance at tagging out. Anvil gets the tag and Brett comes in, slamming and clotheslining both Brainbusters. 
Brett then slingshots Anvil over the top rope into Tully with a big shoulder block. Deadly. Looks deadly. And Anvil then power slams Brett onto Tully, which yeah. also looked deadly. But the ref is distracted by Heenan. Aaron then drops an Elmo on... An Elmo? Yeah, <laughs> tickle me Elmo. Elmo knows where you live. <laughs> Jesus, that was... Aaron then drops an elbow onto Brett's head from the second rope, covers him while also covering his own head so the ref can't see he's not the legal man and gets the pinfall at 16 mm. minutes, 23 seconds. That was pretty cool. I thought the ending was really good. Yeah. The fact that he's not the legal man and he actually, like, you know... And, like, it genuinely looked like you couldn't, you couldn't see his head yeah, at yeah, all. Because yeah, yeah. you know, like, he, used, he used Bret Hart's arm as yeah, well. So, like, yeah, three yeah, arms yeah. covering his head. I thought, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. Like, yeah, yeah. especially for an opener. Like, it yeah. was like, pretty explosive. Like, and the, the technical wrestling at the start of it, all the chains. Oh, so crisp. I believed every single bit of it. Like, you know, too much, too many times you watch a match, even on pay-per-views, and they'd start out with a bit of chain, and it's like, all right, yeah. They're kind of, it's like they're phoning it in, they're going they're through going the motions. Through motions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, this was just like, fuck, that yeah. was brilliant. Like, <laughs> I know it's like, obvious it's Bret Hart, but everything he does, you believe it. Definitely. It's just like, even his leg drops, they look like they're fucking killing the man. Them, everything yeah. he does. I love his pointed elbow yeah. drop. You know, the kind of front one he yeah. does, yeah, that's, yeah. that's fantastic. Um, I'd say this is what we've been waiting for in every show. We wanted a really hot opener to get the crowd yeah. going, and mm-hmm. this was it. Only one problem with this opener not a mullet to be seen. Other yeah, than that, it, it had it all. Disaster. Yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, the same. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, the technical wrestling was crisp and fantastic. The anvil is a fucking oh, what a beaut! And you know <laughs> what? Just to touch on what we were talking about, the no selling. I hate like no selling for the sake of no selling. Like you know, yeah. What the anvil was doing there was he was getting fucking chopped. And he was firing up, firing up regardless of the pain. You yeah, know, you yeah, could tell, like, you could tell was. he was feeling pain, but he but was, was overcoming like, it. Exactly, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's what makes it yeah. good. He wasn't you know? going. Chops are shit. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it was kind of strange that the Heart Foundation had the advantage for so long. Yeah, and it was almost really like well. Brainbusters were in peril the whole time. But at the same time, you can kind of understand it because they wanted to keep the Heart Foundation strong if Brainbusters are going yeah. over. And the brain busters kind of well, see this. It wouldn't fly today as a form of cheating because they. I know, like the illegal double team. He wasn't the legal man and stuff, but yeah. they didn't kind of. They weren't clean and that. Like the the illegal man made the pinfall, yeah. yeah. And then the ref was distracted when he dropped the elbow on Brett's head. So I, it was I thought good. you could really tell that both the commentators were really enjoying this match. Like yeah, yeah. definitely. And yeah. even though Jesse is like trying to be the heel commentator, you can tell he's fucking loving it. <laughs> that's a common thing throughout the entire show yeah, I find yeah. like you know he has a really good time this show you know when he's enjoying that when he thinks it's just shit yeah. he has to do his job yeah yeah so oh, up next oh sorry you that, I just want yeah? to talk about the fucking that uh, slingshot shoulder block oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah it was so amazing it's such a good spot isn't <laughs> yeah, it? I brilliant. love that spot that yeah. spot and Bret Hart's float over dual team Japanese arm yeah, that was good that was I also really enjoyed him Power slam on Brett up like he yeah, moved the wrong way from the turnbuckles and slammed him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- thought that was a really cool double team as well. So yeah, great match. Uh, next up, we have an interview with the WWF debuting American Dream Dusty Rhodes, baby. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I could. not the fucking word. No, that's why I liked it. I was like the first thirty seconds, I had no idea what he was saying, and then it kind of like I kind of yeah, adjusted to what he was yeah, saying. Yeah. So, but, I, well, I think I was distracted as well. Like, I was trying to figure out, was he, like, a no. male stripper? See, apparently, or why did he have Apparently, there was, there was some storyline where he... Became stole, a No, he stole that stuff off the boss, man. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. But, it's not I, I couldn't find, I couldn't find an explanation. Like, it was on yeah. house shows. He was doing a house show circuit with the boss, man. And he got him for that. But it was never explained on telly. And, like, Dusty <laughs> Rhodes always has his own unique charisma, but... 
when he's in that police hat with the nightstick and then he's being very over the top flamboyant yeah. I was just yeah, like yeah. what is and going the, the polka dots, on oh, well the polka dots they, is a thing that was yeah. given to him by Vince okay yeah. Yeah, fair enough I think in a way in a way see he had a lot of heat because people who were in Jim Crockett when he was booking yeah. and are in WF now didn't well if he you know if because he, he did have a lot of bad ideas yeah, let's yeah, be yeah, honest yeah, yeah. Bunker, Bunker, uh, so <laughs> you know what I mean so like some people didn't like him and Vince wanted to kind of make a show of him in the sense because he's you know he was known as an NWA guy like a little hazen coming yeah, in, yeah. Like, yeah yeah but I think he just embraced it and yeah. had a good time didn't he <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of embracing it so they had they ran vignettes for Dusty's debut of him being, yeah. you know, the everyman. Yeah. yeah. So they had him, like, you know, being a butcher. A plumber. A plumber, but, and various, you know, blue-collar yeah. jobs. But in the plumber vignette, they showed an actual giant toured in a jacks on the telly. <laughs> Daytime, like, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, we're not talking a pa- password. It's like 6 p.m. or something. And I had him going, yeah, Dusty Rhodes, son of a plumber, baby. And a big shit log in a jacks that he's trying to get out. Like, apparently, uh, one... Sponsor pulled the plug immediately, <laughs> and three or four like basically contacted WF and said, "What the fuck is this? Like, if you don't, if you show anything like that again, we're gone." Like, yeah. can you see Vince? Like, <laughs> it's a shit in the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically yeah, it, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, so he is in a match with the Honky Tonk Man. Yep. Uh, I might be wrong but I feel like he's lost a little bit of weight not the honky tonk man Dusty Rhodes he's still fucking huge but he's he looks like a more flabby oh, not, not flabby but more kind of like yeah his, his, his man boobs are really droopy oh yeah like, but then maybe he has lost weight but the skin that's is still what I mean yeah, yeah. Yeah. so anyway there's some dancing from both competitors at the start before they lock up and Dusty backs honky into the corner honky runs at Dusty who hits him with a back body drop and goes for the bionic elbow drop but honky rolls out of the ring back in and Dusty messes up honky's hair before delivering an atomic drop an elbow to the head and a ten punch in the corner, which kind of pops the crowd. Great commentary yeah. from um, Jesse Ventura. What does he say? Uh, Shivani says um, something along the lines of, "You got ten there." And he's like, "I know he did, Shivani. The, the uh, crowd were two counting to ten. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yes. That's just great, like being a prick. Yeah, isn't it? being a prick. Yeah, Sorry to no, no, that's hilarious. <laughs> Dusty locks on a toehold, which Honky escapes with an eye poke. Honky takes a side lock. But Dusty quickly gets a headlock of his own and lands a right hand. Dusty hits the ropes, but Jimmy Hart grabs his foot, prompting the American Dream to chase after him. While the ref is distracted getting hard out of the ring, Honky uses Hart's megaphone to wallop Dusty in the stomach and turn the tables in his own favour. Honky puts Dusty in a sleeper hold and he almost fades, but the crowd get behind him and he elbows his way out. But Honky takes him back down with a knee and puts on another sleeper hold. Which lasts a bit too long. Dusty fights out again, slams Honky but misses the bionic elbow and Honky puts the sleeper on for a third time. No need, no need. No need at all. Dusty pushes Honky Tonk Man back into the corner to force the break. They exchange blows with Dusty coming out the better but he misses a splash in the corner. Oh, sorry. They exchange blows with Dusty coming out the better but he misses a splash in the corner and Honky hurls Dusty into the ref. Honky holds Dusty while Jimmy Hart goes for a shot with the guitar but Dusty ducks and Jimmy accidentally levels Honky Tonk Man with the guitar. Dusty Rhodes follows up with the bionic elbow and the ref comes to and makes the three count at 9 minutes 36 seconds. If there's anybody who'd uh, know the name of that tune, I'd have to say it would be you. <laughs> Man, uh, Silla, we come out to Lisa Marie. I've got a concert to do. A lot of people here to see me, see me sing, so somebody help me find a stage. 
I'm a little confused, but uh, not as confused as a honky talk man appears to be. Uh, before we get into it, there was the post-match thing where Sean Mooney interviews the honky tonk man in the oil, <laughs> and because of the fucking guitar, yeah, yeah, yeah. guitar shot, he's basically concussed, yeah. and he thinks he's actually Elvis, and Jimmy Hart is Priscilla Presley, and he's asking about the stages. Stage, yeah. I thought that was actually hilarious. Yeah. That was probably the best part of the match. I just imagine really, really uh, good. Yeah, like, it was brilliant. Yeah, I just <laughs> imagine that lawsuit that's going on now, using that footage to show oh, the concussions <laughs> in WWE. Yeah, like, yeah, they, like that's what I have in my notes. You'd, it was that's hilarious. It, work though. It was, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was hilarious. You'd, you'd never have a, you'd never now, have a, no, you never have that now. Yeah. Uh, so thoughts on the match? I thought it was too long. The sleepers really dragged it out. Three sleepers. Way too much. Yeah. Um, I do, I don't get the whole. I know Dusty Rhodes is is a very kind of esteemed wrestler, and I'm not, I'm not I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a massive fan. Right, right. Not I'm not saying you know. I know. Yeah. I, I appreciate what he's contributed to the to the entire thing. Like, but the whole fucking he's in the sleeper, right? Mm. And he's like dancing, like yeah, he's yeah, dancing, yeah, like, yeah. You know, wiggling around and stuff. And I, maybe it's just like from a modern audience point of view I that just, just wouldn't don't buy into it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. Overall, for me, it was like it was, uh, it was alright. Not yeah. particularly special about it for me. Yeah, it was kind of a boring match, but the thing is, Dusty does very little, but somehow still gets a great reaction out of yeah, the crowd. No yeah, matter yeah. what he does, there it was, seems to work. Like it's not like he's doing anything good. Major, but yeah, yeah. The crowd is buying it, so he's doing something that's, right. Yeah, yeah that's very and true. another thing is, even though it was a very boring, kind of drawn out and fairly shit match, uh, it did actually have psychology. Yeah, because yeah, he kept yeah. going for that bionic elbow, and mm-hmm. Honky just kept getting out at the very last minute. Yep. If from the very start he was yeah, going for that yeah of course yeah, yeah. so I had at least there was something it wasn't just you know a punch kick piece and of I shit and I did like, like the ending of it I, I, I yeah. thought the guitar spot was pretty cool like yeah. you know it was it was a nice it like, did kind of see it coming a little yeah. bit like, but, I'd say but okay. there's two best things about the match are number one Jimmy Hart's mullet ding oh. ding. ding ding on the count and number two uh, we get to hear Dusty Rhodes' fantastic music twice. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really Just like that music. Man. <laughs> Working hard <laughs> with his hands. The chorus is pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah. but and it's got okay. lovely cowbell. Speaking do, of Andrews, yes, it was laid out really weird, wasn't it? It was kind of from the corner, yeah, the bottom corner, down kind of almost parallel to the ring, and then they take it, they take it, they take a turn, turn. Yeah, that was very strange. It was, it was a strange one, all right. So we get an interview. With Demolition and Jim Duggan. I have never heard a more screamy promo in, well, I have to say it wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> this is outrageous. Oh, yeah, I mean, pretty ridiculous. I thought that match was boring, and then you're telling me that I'm going to have to watch Demolition and Jim Duggan against Andre the Giant and the fucking Twin Towers. Twin Towers. Yeah, I was like, oh. Man. This is the last thing I wanted after the match I just saw is like the fucking <laughs> six slowest workers in the world. Like I like demolition, but Bossman's yeah. pretty quick. For, oh, that's six Bossman's probably yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but like Jim Duggan and poor Andre at this stage in one uh, match. He can just, move. Oh, it's no. horrible. But uh, the the fucking promo is just. Rah, Let rah. me ask you. It's, this question, it's legitimately. Uh, was it during this promo where they said they were going to topple the Twin Towers? <laughs> There was one point in the show. Well, that's, this is the only promo. Yeah, yeah. they were going to topple the twin. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, put on any collar. Yeah, just Jim Duggan just needs to be stopped. Here's a quote oh, from Jim Duggan: "We're going to do only one thing: destroy, attack, and destroy." Well, that's two things you said three times. You <laughs> yeah. fucking. 
They said about we've been training in the car parks, lifting cars and throwing them all over the place or something along those lines. No, that's funny. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's stupid. No, that was from um, that was from Smash. Smash, Smash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lifting cars and throwing. Them. <laughs> oh, outrageous! Anyway, the match number three is Mister Perfect versus the Red Rooster. It is. Before we start the match, I'd like to think that there's another two to go on your little count there, Dermot. Mm. Both the Red Rooster and Perfect. Perfect yeah. Ah, yes, okay. please. All right, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy okay. it. Okay. Onto a cute little three. Cute little three. Ding, ding. Right, so there's no background to this match or anything. Other they, than they're battling for that gimmick, the Mr. Perfect gimmick <laughs> yeah. that Red Rooster didn't get. Yeah, but that's that's a that's kayfabe. I know. Or not kayfabe. Not kayfabe, kayfabe. Yeah. yeah. Poor, poor chap. They have a quick shoving match before locking up repeatedly with Perfect coming out the better each time and mocking Rooster, who retaliates with a big right hand. Perfect grabs a headlock, but Rooster shoots him off the ropes. Perfect attempts a slam, but Rooster reverses to a slam attempt of his own. But his knee blows out from underneath him and they crash the match. That was legit. Yeah, that's was what it? I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. That's why this match is so short. Yeah. Uh, okay, that makes yeah. sense then. Jesus. His knee legitimately blows out from underneath him and they crash the match with Perfect getting a two count. Perfect drop kicks Rooster out of the ring. He comes back in limping and throws Perfect outside where Perfect throws some chops and slaps back inside. Perfect hits the Perfect Plex to win the match in three minutes, 21 seconds. I'd say this could have been a... Fucking good match, yeah. but God, that's when I was poor like, Terry Taylor like, had yeah. his knee fucked. But like, because you can see it when he picks him up, his knee just yeah, yeah. Well, no, Jesus, I completely missed that. Yeah, no, you can like, you can tell. I was wondering, was it legit? Because I was like, why else would he be not those able two, to slam Mister Perfect? Those, it's not like he's a giant that no, you're gonna yeah, follow. Yeah, those like, two are those two are really good wrestlers. There's yeah. no way they'd put on like if they were told even three minutes, they'd fucking. They'd bust out a deadly three-minute match. Yeah, like, you know, and, I mean? yeah, and yeah. you're you're thinking like, okay, maybe Mister Perfect is gonna squash the Red Rooster, but That's at this stage they were still kind of pushing the Red. Like the Red yeah. Rooster is the one that gets an entrance with music. Yeah. Mister Perfect's yeah, just standing really in the ring. ring. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's a bit. Uh, That's what I was thinking. I was like, well, that ended really quickly. And it's a bit disappointing. Most of the offense. That was yeah, a, but like there was a like some you can weird see you can see after they crash to the mat. When Rooster gets to his feet, he's literally just standing and hopping on one foot and Perfect drop kicks him and they go out. And it's kind of like they go back outside again. And I think Rooster throws Perfect out so they can go outside and he can kind of go, here, I'm, I'm fucked. fucked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, the thing that I find funny is where uh, Red Rooster, when he gets punched, he's kind of like <clears throat> selling, but he's selling, like bobbing his head back mm. and forth like a chicken. Is he? <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> what? Is he legitimately meant to be a Rooster? I don't understand what the gimmick is. Yeah. like. I was kind of looking gimmick. forward to a bit more Wrestling. from Mr. Perfect. You know, yeah, 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 yeah he's good, he's good. Yeah. He's got that beautiful standing drop kick. Yeah, where he kind of he grabs a handful of their hair and then basically kicks their head out of his hand. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Like, yeah, uh, like yeah, you can't really judge this yeah, match in any not. proper it's, way. It's someone got an not injury, sound like, to judge a match yeah, where a lad gets legitimately injured and you have yeah. to call it. So afterwards, we get well, what we get on the network. Is a, a nice promo interview with Rick Rude and mm. Bobby the Brain Heenan. What do you think of this promo? That fucking kissy face. Yeah, it's like the big <laughs> zoom so, in yeah. on the kiss. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's good though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it made me question a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it did. But uh, yeah, no, I thought the Bobby Heenan telling Warrior he won't need to like put on his face paint because he's going to leave him with black and blue all yeah, over his really face. Good. Pretty good. I really like uh, kind of Rude's opening line. He was like saying something like promises are made to be broken just like arms yeah. legs necks and hearts or something like that yeah. I was like oh yeah. that was very good yeah. and then a few <laughs> seconds later um, Heenan got, said something along the lines of yeah along with the rules yeah <laughs> you know, like, that's something else that's yeah. Like, yeah that's really good yeah but um, on the original broadcast of this 
So these promos are all pre-taped. Yeah. And there was a botch in the when they first tried to do this promo, the SummerSlam sign behind them fell down and Mean Gene yells out, Fuck it! <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put the audio in yeah. here. You can just hear him going, Fuck it! <laughs> Gentlemen, as you know, the ultimate warrior. Fuck it! It's publicly stated that... Damn it, who put that up? Is that $200 an hour? And um, so the dude in... Oh. Oh. Ah, that was uh, bitchy. Ah, uh, well, bottles aren't as loud as cans, you know? <laughs> but yeah, so the dude in the truck played the wrong... He played the botched promo instead of the real one. Yeah. So oh I went, my god yeah, yeah yeah I went fuck it and then it cuts back to the crowd and Jesse's like well Mean Gene's having a bit of trouble there <laughs> like that. and then they cut back to the actual video yeah. some gobshite uh, when did he get the sack for that I would say I, don't, I yeah. can't imagine he didn't no he know? definitely got a dressing down on the yeah, next yeah. Yeah. match number four is a six man tag team match pitting Tito Santana and the Rockers Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty against Rick Martel and the Fabulous Rougeaus Jacques and Raymond Rougeau they're all American boys they are. they are all American boys. So we know we already know about the uh, strike, strike force. the strike force split between Tito Santana and Rick Martel. Uh-huh. Go listen to the uh, WrestleMania Five episode if you want to hear more about uh, that. Apparently, Tito Santana doesn't know about the strike force uh, split because he's still wearing his strike force boots. He is. He is. <laughs> no one told him. <laughs> no, no one told me. He didn't have a tag team partner. <laughs> uh, the other kind of feud in this is that on the May twenty fourth episode of Wrestling Challenge. The Rockers and Rougeaus were set to wrestle in a match, but the Rougeaus decided they weren't bothered because uh, the Rockers debuted some new music with vocals on it. I co- uh, it must have only been on that episode because I couldn't find it anywhere on yeah. the internet. And uh, the Rougeaus basically said, you're copying us by having vocals in your music and we don't want to wrestle you anymore. The Rockers tried to attack them, but the Rougeaus oh, this is got the upper hand. This is kayfabe. Yeah, yeah. I this was real <laughs> Dave's getting worked. <laughs> Dave's getting worked. He worked himself into a shoot there. He did. He worked himself <laughs> exactly into a shoot. <laughs> Sorry about oh, Dave. <laughs> so in storyline, Dave. Yeah. The Rougeaus didn't want to wrestle because they thought the Rockers were copycats. Cool. So the Rockers tried to attack them. Yeah. The Rougeaus got the upper hand, rammed Janetti into the ring post, beat the shit out of Michaels with the megaphone, which caused him to bleed from his mouth. Ooh, so, you know. Jesus, man. And uh, like like it was a blood capsule, it wasn't like a botchy thing. So they actually mm-hmm. brought blood into it. To, nice. So that's why they have a bit of beef with each other. And that also explains why when they're walking down to the ring, Jacques is singing along with the lyrics all the way. I was just yeah. like, Todd, you just really like the yeah. song. Yeah. But uh, now <laughs> it makes cool. sense. Yeah, so let's do a little count. Tito. Yes. Yes. That's four. The Rockers, both of them. Both of them, that's another. So Michaels. Yeah. Gennetti. No, no, you. Oh, yeah, that was four, four six. five, six. Uh, Raymond has grown a mullet. Yeah. And I would say Martel has a mullet. Martel definitely has a mullet. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. So we are up Lovely. to eight. Yes. So Jacques and Tito start, but it quickly boils down to the face team, double and triple teaming the heel team, which roils up the crowd. The three heels beat on Janetti for a bit before he makes the tag to Tito, sending Martel, who was the legal man at the time, scarping from the ring. He wants nothing to do with Tito. The Rajals put the boots to Tito and Martel tags in once he sees that Tito is hurt. The three heels continue to dish out punishment on Tito, but T- Tito lands some punches on Martel to a big pop from the crowd, but still can't make the tag and the heels stay in control. Raymond puts Tito in the Boston Crab and Jacques drops a knee on Tito's head, which gets a t- close two count. When he dropped that knee, the crowd were like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, it looked really good. Yeah. 
Uh, Tito lands a crossbody but can't capitalise and get the tag again. The Rougeaus misfire a double team colliding with each other and Tito slowly crawls and finally makes the hot tag to Michaels who comes in on fire hitting some beautiful back body drops and drop kicks. He hits a wonderful diving knee drop on Martel and then launches Gennetti on top of Martel but then a six way brawl breaks out. Tito floors Martel with his flying forearm in the centre of the ring. It looks cool, they kind of parted the way and he yeah. just fucking floored him. Uh, but Martel spills outside the ring. There's some confusion as to who the legal man is, and while the ref's back is turned, Martel punches Gennetti, then covers him for three at 14 minutes and 58 seconds, despite Michaels being the legal man. Um, it's a recurring theme in this show. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of controversy over finishes, tag, yeah. tag team finishes, yeah. and who the legal man is. Um, but overall, I enjoy. I thought I thought this match was pretty cool. Like, yeah. I thought like double team work at the start of it, especially, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of like, double leapfrog that the yeah that was did, sweet, followed it? into the hip toss. Mm-hmm. Like that was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I really really liked this match, and I hate to be that nitpicky guy, but like there was, I was loving it for say the first ten minutes. Yeah. Then there was a few too many times where Earl Hebner just had to play completely blind or look the mm-hmm. other way because the heels were cheating so much and it was just like ruining the credibility of the ref because he was just looking the other way mm-hmm. now that said I really enjoyed the match still but it could have been a little bit better yeah, if definitely. they hadn't done yeah. that oh um, sorry sorry my, my important note that I got yeah. from this match before the match starts did you notice uh, Jacques interaction with uh, Rick Martel he like went up Groped his ass. He didn't just like smack him on the ass. He, he groped like, his ass three times. Him. Yeah. Just like squeezed it three times in a row. Wow. And Rick Martel just didn't react. He was just like, yeah, this is totally normal. It's, it's what pro- French Canadians do. It's I'm, grand. I'm guessing it's like a little mini rib to see can he get him to do something. <laughs> yeah. you know? like, you know? And because Martel can't do anything, so he yeah. has to just stand yeah. there. Yeah. And take it. <laughs> no, I thought that was great. That's a good a, interaction. There's a great line from Mature um, at the start, and he's like, uh, you know they, they can speak French to each other they got the advantage that's a great line that's a great concept the only problem with that is Rick Martel isn't billed as being French Canadian no he's, he's from Florida, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lucerne yeah. Lucerne yeah. <laughs> um, I am in the same boat as kind of you Darren I really enjoyed it I thought the finish if we com- I, I know if it hadn't been finish, done if already compar- yeah if it hadn't been done already it might have been okay yeah. but then again why did Marty Gennetti get pinned after digging the face a punch shouldn't end shouldn't drop a lad in the other match, like I mean, still like an elbow drop off the second rope to the back of the head. I can believe that will knock someone out, but he literally Janetti had rolled. Who was it? it? Was one of the Rojals up maybe? Yeah. And Martel literally came in and just punched him in the face. He's out cold. That shouldn't end a match, yeah. in my opinion. It was very confusing. Like not even like you know the refs a bit confused and there's a muddle. The way they kind of executed the ref not seen in the force tag team match and them kind of doing the switcheroo or whatever that yeah. was fine. But I think it was very. Cluster fucky yeah, at the end. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, this is a fifteen-minute match. I'm, t- I'm talking about the last two and a half minutes, yeah. Yeah. which is you know, that's yeah. fine. You know what I mean? But it happens like. Yeah. But for the majority, I. It was great. It was Chase. good. Yeah, and um, the fact that Tito got he had about four chances to nearly get that tag, and then that was a hot. That was really good. That was a really hot tag, and that's what I was about to say. That fucking Michaels came in. Yeah, you can see the fucking like the almost like the I don't know if he's been doing it beforehand like. I don't think he has too much. Not that not we've seen on this anyway, like, but the fucking, just the way he's getting pumped up walking around the ring. It's real Michaels. Like, he's got yeah. the elbows in. Yeah. He gets his back and he's like spinning around yeah. and stuff. Did you notice, um, uh, remember when Strike Force were around on the Can-Am Connection or whatever and I was saying I hated Rick Martel as a face because yeah. he kept doing this cheesy smile and pumping his yeah. fist. 
he did that as a heel as well and I'm like stop no <laughs> like it, wor- it, it works, works more as a heel obviously Definitely. but it's still kind of like what I, I thought to? it was great as a heel to be honest yeah. I was like oh you smarmy fucker I know but like just wrestle me <laughs> but he seems to ha- it seems to be a habit of his I don't think oh, he's like, doing that because he's doing the exact same mannerisms yeah but he's it's weird like it's kind of do you ever know like uh, one of the bushwhackers always claps before he hits someone yeah oh I never noticed that yeah before. there's a bushwhacker and anytime he's going to punch him he goes and then hits them and it's like it's obviously just this weird yeah, tick, mental thing, mental yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I don't know anyway I still really like it yeah, so so I'm nitpicking here if so I knew you know a mean? guy did that and he clapped I'd be like what the fuck <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell, like, you know? like let's say he's dropping an elbow he'll clap and then drop the elbow drop yeah, yeah. or if he's going to stomp on someone he'll it's weird Like, and next time I watch the bushwhackers look for him just clapping yeah, all yeah, the time yeah. it's bizarre you can't look at anything else <laughs> yeah. but maybe yeah. just another form of telegraphing I suppose so I'm going to give I'm going to give some audio here to the next promo which is that of the ultimate warrior oh my god so we'll just take a second for the ultimate warrior to do his promo have already continued to worsen as I have broken us from all the strength tickets and all the rubber rooms across these weak planets and you Andre the Giant will realise that the power will become the eighth wonder of the world as we eat you alive but you ravishing recruit as I promised you will surrender to the gods above as I beat you one two Ah, uh, we're back in the room. Black on the planet. Yeah, yeah. on the planet, yeah. 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 <laughs> Does anybody want to go for us on yes. this mayhem? Yes, um, I do. Yeah. That's, that's not Darum. Yeah, Darum's the biggest yeah, warrior, Mark. Yeah, yeah, right, so it is amazing, intense, sweaty madness. I have no idea what he's talking about, but I know that he really means it and he really believes it, and that's all that matters. It's unbelievable. I don't, I don't even know if he, if he knows what he's talking no, about. No, he but he still believes it, even yeah. though he has no idea what he's talking about. It is, what the fuck? How did he not drop dead from the, like, <laughs> no, yeah. the sweat coming the sweat. off him? Even the skin is so red. It's a workout. Like, you know? <laughs> and then you add all the cocaine and steroids. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. fucking hell. Madness. Would he, was he doing a lot of coke? I I'd say he was doing... I, I don't think... He's got something going I don't on. think the warrior was, a, was a, into those type of drugs. Really? Definitely a juice head. Oh, into that. So much, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, I don't know. If he's just that he's intense, mad. naturally, he's like. Mad. He's he a mad man. Yeah, scary yeah. man. Sting has to up his game. <laughs> Droppo. Droppo drops. <laughs> Droppo's like, to be fair, though. Droppo's revenge. It's unbelievable. No, it's fucking unreal. Sting is more kind of like fucking. You know, he makes sense when he speaks. He just seems really energetic. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ultimate Warrior's in a different fucking... He's not a different... Not another planet. Different, <laughs> no, it's a different universe. Holy God. Yeah. And the Man. fact that he's talking about Andre at the same time as talking about Rick Rude, I know that's probably yeah. his next feud or whatever, but like... It's all yeah. over. They're all part of the Heenan family. Yeah, they're, all yeah. trying to, they're all trying to get him, so... Nuts. Yeah, so that's the next match. It is the WF Intercontinental title match. The champion is Ravishing Rick Rude, defending in a rematch from WrestleMania Five against the Ultimate Warrior. So... The video, we get a kind of video recap as well, but it's kind of not in chronological order, yeah. which is weird. Yeah, yeah. But I'll run back. So we had the super pose down at Royal Rumble 89. Mm-hmm. Listen to that episode if you want to hear us talk about 15-minute pose down. <laughs> <laughs> Where Rude batters him with the bar and it's yeah, fucking yeah. stiff as fuck. It is stiff as fuck. Uh, then at WrestleMania 5, Rude beat the Warrior with the help of Bobby the Brain Heenan at Re- for, to become the Intercontinental Champion. On the July 24th episode of Superstars, I'm going to cut this off for a sec. Did you notice in that recap the word of wrestling was blurred out in the recaps they ha- you know where they show the dates or they show yeah. when it happened it would say superstars oh I did know and there was like a blur yeah, it's yeah. the word of wrestling 
I wonder so when that was was that blurred out like was WWE trying to get rid of the word wrestling or yeah. was it blurred out years ago I don't really maybe it was well, I can't imagine them wanting to get rid of that like of wrestling like it's if they're trying yeah. to well, there was the show was called Superstars where they like banned people from saying wrestling there stuff. was yeah so maybe it was I don't know weird yeah, anyways, weird who knows so on the 24th episode of Superstars of Wrestling <laughs> Rude was was attempting to get a kiss from a female fan but the warrior ran out attacked Rude with a big military press drop yeah. on the August 13th episode of Primetime Wrestling two weeks before SummerSlam the Ultimate Warrior defeated Heenan family member Haku but was immediately attacked by Rude however the warrior was able to fight Rude off and military pressed Rude over his head and threw him at Andre the Giant on the outside madness pretty cool I was I was getting hyped up for yeah, this same I was like, yeah this is the business on, on the episode of Superstars the weekend before SummerSlam as the Warrior was making his way backstage carrying his defeated opponent on his shoulder <laughs> uh, Bobby Heenan came out to talk trash and distract the, distract the Warrior which allowed Andre to come out and attack the Warrior from Who behind. was his opponent there? I think it was Barbarian Because he just drops him Yeah He just <laughs> like let's go and he just boy, boy. on his yeah. head One thing I want to say about the show actually is they yeah. do a really good job filling in the backstory as opposed to the previous pay-per-views Yeah Very much now, so Now they can be quite lengthy yeah, and like they don't, they don't have as much impact as they might have. They nowadays, don't cut to the, or even yeah, in the nineties, yeah. like you know, yeah. with like the music and stuff. Like, but it's still very informative, and they give yeah, you a bit you of context. Yeah, you can see why they're the fighting. Yeah. So the week before, Andre's hurt him. Is the Warriors back okay? Can he do whatever? You know, that's the kind of gist going into it. Warrior slowly stalks Rude around the ring and no sells any offense thrown at him. Dave, no selling. Um, Warriors, no selling. You know what? I bought that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he clotheslines Rude over the top rope. Rude gets back in and Warrior presses him overhead and throws him out on the other side of the ring. Another That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Warrior beats up Rude outside and even uses his belt on uses the Intercontinental belt on Rude's back but oh. no disqualification happens despite Jesse's calls oh, on commentary. That is, that is the highlight of the commentary yeah. where he just goes fucking mental. He's like what's going on where's the ref and then Tony's trying to be like oh well it's outside the ring he's like what if he's outside the ring can you shoot him (laughs) (laughs) you're even dumber than Monsoon (laughs) does he say that yeah yeah but like it's a great point like if it's outside the ring so you can just like murder someone throw their corpse in and pin it like yeah yeah. yeah. you can't do that they briefly go back in and Warrior hurls Rude back out and slams him on the floor then follows up with an axe handle off the top in the ring for a near fall Warrior whips and slams Rude all over the ring for a handful of two counts. He heads up top again, but Rude crotches him on the turnbuckle and goes on the offence of attacking Warrior's back. He attempts the Rude awakening in the middle of the ring, but Warrior powers out of Rude's grip, but Rude quickly slaps on a sleeper. Warrior eventually escapes, but both men collide into each other and the ref too. Both men are up, and Warrior starts his comeback of multiple running clotheslines and a big power slam, but there's no ref to make the count. Mm-hmm. I was... Mm-hmm. So I was, was, was really into it then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Warrior hits a pile driver, but the ref the ref slowly comes to, starts counting, but Rude manages to get on his, his foot on the rope at the last second. That was second. a great. That was really. That was an unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warrior goes for a signature splash, but Rude gets his knees up and then hits a dodgy looking kneeling pile driver for a close two. What do you think about that? Sick to my stomach looking at it. It was, was yeah. disgusting, and I. I was trying to figure out what they meant to do because they obviously didn't mean I it. think Rude was going for like a powerbomb a style kind of thing like yeah. a jackknife maybe I think maybe. Warrior thought it was a pile driver and that's why he like you could see Rude trying to hoist him and I think yeah. Warrior obviously laid straight because he yeah, thought it was a pile driver it. Yeah. that's, but it that's is, what I thought happened like it was a legitimate like Ganso bomb or Coada driver yeah, that's, like, the, that's the powerbomb that, remember we said Luthez invented the powerbomb yeah. that was the type of powerbomb he invented where you just 
dump somewhere. Yeah. 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 Like, it was sick looking, yeah. but the funny thing is that, like, the crowd didn't react that much, even though it looked yeah. fucking horrible. They were like, ah. If that happened these days, everyone would go, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking freaking out. Yeah. Like, that should have been an amazing near fall, but the crowd was just like, ah, yeah. what was that? I don't that know. He just kind of dropped him. Yeah, it was still horrible. But he kicked out any way after, too. Yeah. So, Roddy Piper makes his way to ringside. <laughs> Here's the thing, Roddy Piper and Bobby Heenan have been feuding because Piper replaced Heenan on primetime wrestling and they had a bit and Piper, like, and then Heenan tried to get Rude to batter Piper and they had yeah. a bit of argy-bargy. So that's why he's kind of coming out. So meanwhile in the ring, Rude hits another pile driver but Warrior kicks out again. Rude taunts Piper at ringside who retorts by Moon and Rude and then Warrior takes advantage. German suplexes Rude off the middle rope. Pretty cool. Hits his flying shoulder block a military press drop and finally the ultimate splash to win the match and the intercontinental title for the second and final time at 16 minutes and 2 seconds I think they like the two of them have great chemistry fantastic Definitely. don't they yeah, yeah. like it's a fairly <laughs> stiff match but like of anyone that Warrior wrestles around this time like Rude gets the most out of them like it's I I thought it was a really good match so did I um, the thing is like Warrior technically is kind of shit and he doesn't take care of his opponents a lot of the time but every time he's put in a big position around this time he delivers like he yeah. gives a good match yeah. even though he's very I know he's green. being carried but the point is he's able to be carried yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? plenty, plenty of workers who aren't you know exactly, yeah. and the crowd is so hot for this match like it's the perfect first half of the show main event like they have to take this little interval oh, after this because the yeah. crowd is need just a breather like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's crazy I really enjoyed the fact that no matter what he fucking did Rue just couldn't put him away yeah he just could not put yeah. him away like, two no. pile drivers no, like, yeah, he was and, freaking out like, yeah. no, even, <laughs> even the commentators are like well, he just won't go down just and even down. though like he was no selling at the start as the match went on Warrior did actually sell oh, for Rue yeah. yeah. he, like, he did a few you know, kick outs with authority as they call yeah, them. Yeah, like, and then they started to get less and less strong yeah, and yeah, yeah. to the point where it was just almost getting just, the shoulder yeah, up. Like, the shoulder yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that German off the second rope, I German off the sick. second rope was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I don't know, it was mad. Yeah, and mad. again, like we were saying earlier, you could tell the commentators were enjoying as well. And you can tell Jesse doesn't like Warrior that much. He's really laying into him when he's, mm. I know he's being the heel, but I think there is they some probably sort of legitimate well, heat there. A lot of people didn't like him as a person, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. But uh, no, like I thought you do. the commentators really added to the match and the match was really good. Enjoyable. Very enjoyable match. Mm-hmm. I liked it all. I, did, ugh, I didn't really like Piper coming out. I know that was yeah, like to kind of yeah. so probably Start keep Rude strong. But I would have liked if um, Heenan had maybe tried to cheat. Yeah. So then yeah. Piper was coming out to kind of even the odds as opposed to Piper just coming out and, you know. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah. yeah. Although he had cheated before so I suppose that was kind of the reasoning. So since they're taking an interval... Maybe, maybe we'll take an interval. Oh, what kind of interval are we talking about? Like half, halfway, half time. Half oh, hold on, I'm sorry. What haircut has Rick Rude got? <laughs> oh, yeah, actually. Oh, shit. <laughs> he has got a, a mullet. Unfortunately, the warrior. No, it's the warrior's long um, hair. I Piper. Piper does. Piper's very mullety, yeah. Oh, Jesus. It's I weird. It's like a bowl coat with a. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, I'd give it to him, but it's up to the. We have to go to the arbitration committee here now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the duty <laughs> goals committee. Um, I would, let's go for it. Okay, put Piper down for a mullet, yeah. That brings us up to double figures, gentlemen. Nice. What, did we count um, Jimmy Hart? We did, we did yeah. We okay, did, cool, yeah. yeah. So, 
It's it's half way, half time, half 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 time history, half time history. <laughs> yes, My half favorite. time history. <laughs> In the cinema, the box office number one is Uncle Book, Uncle starring Book. John Candy and Macaulay Culkin. Oh, there we go. Well, the only other notable films released at this time is A Nightmare on Elm Street Five: The Dream Child, Turner and Hooch. And Friday the 13th part 8 Jason Takes Manhattan Do you mean to tell me that No, no Holes Bars Was not the most Like number one film no, In the no, world No it wasn't I think, I think it was a flop Oh shit <laughs> We're releasing uh, horror movies In August No Yeah They usually Yeah we just had this discussion before They usually like in January Kind of Or, or October October, October, October yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah Strange Yeah um, not? So yeah Music The Irish number one Is the fucking Scott Casey of number ones Uh, (laughs) It is Lion in a Cage By Dolores Keane I love that song No you don't No I don't I have no idea what it is (laughs) And the US number one Is Right Here Waiting By Richard Marks Which is that one You know know that one Ah, Sing it first Graham Give us a bar Give us a bar (laughs) I will be right here Waiting for you You know that one Yeah, Whatever it takes Well my heart breaks (laughs) (laughs) Yeah Give us another few bars. No. Yeah. Get the guitar out there. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Sing song. The only other, another notable is uh, Mother's Milk by the Red Hot Chili Peppers was also released. Wow, Jesus. Yes, good Cheeky. Album. Television, nothing much happened except for, you know, the debut of Saved by the Bell. Oh, 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 shit. What a tune. Um, Sega Mega Drive was released in North America. Cool. They call it the Genesis. It's not yeah. real. Not no. real. No, it would be another life. year before we get it over here. Rats. Mm-hmm. Rats out. Uh, well, there's random stuff that happened, right? This was... Some of it's very random, some of it's slightly wrestling related. In Thailand, Mei Chamoy Tipioso <laughs> is sentenced to the world record sentence of 141,078 years in prison. <laughs> uh, what did he do? For, it's she. Oh, for, she. For defrauding over 16,000 people in a pyramid scheme. <laughs> so basically 16,000 individuals. Yeah, yeah. She got yeah. out of that for four years in good behaviour. Oh, over here she got four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in the US, Robert Tappan Morris became the first person to be prosecuted under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act for basically inventing and releasing the world's first computer virus. Oh, oh we're wow. We're getting technological now, aren't we? Ooh, shit, and computer viruses. Future WWE Hall of Famer and record-setting baseball player Pete Rose agrees to a lifetime ban from the sport following allegations of illegal gambling, thereby preventing his induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So oh, well, sure. The WWE Hall well, of Fame. Kind of, I think that was kind of part of why he was inducted because yeah. it was funny. Yeah. That he was, you know, he's not allowed in the baseball hall of fame, but he's allowed. <laughs> he did have that running gag with Kane for like four years at yeah, WrestleMania, yeah, yeah. where Kane had, Kane had tombstone every WrestleMania. It was good crack. So that's that. halftime history. Mm. Halftime history. Biddle, biddle, So the WWE are continuing their intermission. So we have a Mr. Perfect interview. It's grand. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not kind of. It's just to fill time, basically. Then we get a Roddy Piper interview, which is fucking gibberish for the most part. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, it is gibberish, though. That is, yeah. Um, where he calls Bobby Heenan a eunuch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't know what a eunuch is, it's basically someone who's had their genitals chopped off. And at the end, he basically basically implies that he's going to do a rake of coke. <laughs> Did he say? Did he imply that? When he was leaving, he was going... And he walked off. Can I ask? I don't know. I might have misheard this, but I'm pretty sure the first thing he says is when he's talking about what his plans is, he's going to eat a garage. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Go eat what a does that mean? 
it, he's going to put a garage in his mouth and chew it. I thought the joke was good. Where he says, oh, what is a Scotman wearing under his kilt? His shoes. His shoes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so Roddy Piper's uh, mental. Yeah, he's mm. a head case. Yeah, he's a head case, basically. Yeah. Then Ronnie Garvin briefly appears and says he's got a special assignment and then disappears. Yeah. And then Bobby Heenan and Rude come along and they're going on a fucking mad one. Mm. So yeah. was that was that live? I say that was live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been live. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they were just doing the intermission bit, and then of course, yeah. Then me and Jane straight up just goes, "Yeah, we're gonna take five minutes here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see you later." So we come back from our five minute break, and we've got ourselves a six man tag team match, mm. and it pits the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant, and the Twin Towers, Akeem, and the Big Boss Man against King Duggan and Demolition Axe and Smash. So. On the May 8th episode of Wrestling Challenge, Big John Studd beat King Haku via disqualification. And after the match, Haku and Andre continued to beat down on Studd, who was saved by Duggan. This led to Duggan facing Haku on the May edition of Saturday Night's main event with the king of the WWF crown on the line. Oh, a little cracky. I think we're going to need it before this match. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's another one, yeah. Which Duggan obviously won, and he's now known as King Duggan. Wonderful. And also why Andre is in this match, part of the feud, yes. Yeah. Grand. Yeah. Duggan has his face painted with the American flag. I didn't mind that. I thought it was kind of... Neat. I thought the reveal was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, he's kind of going in with the demolition. Like, he wore the kind of mm-hmm. black hockey mask kind of thing and revealed it. I thought that was... No, that was good. If it was, if it was anyone else other than Jim Duggan, I probably would have marked out over Yeah, it, yeah, know? yeah, of course. Anyway, let's. I'll get into this match. So, Duggan has his face painted in the American flag. Jesse says, he personally makes me sick and I couldn't agree more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Duggan and Akeem start and Duggan lands right hand after right hand which Akeem bumps for did someone what the fuck <laughs> someone must have had a word in his ear telling you better like he takes a massive bump off of yeah, Duggan right yeah. hand uh, Demolition come in and basically annihilate Akeem with a billion axe handles Akeem gets a quick tag to Bossman but Demolition stay in control with their brawling moves Bossman pulls Smash's hair to gain the advantage while Duggan leads a USA chant against the Bossman who is from Marietta, Georgia in the USA <laughs> Anyway, Axe tags in but ends up in the wrong corner and gets hit from all sides. Andre tags in and sloppily jumps all over Axe, choking and stomping him. Akeem tags in but misses a corner splash and Axe tags in Smash, who slams both towers, which is impressive. Yeah, very impressive, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before Andre floors him and again, sloppily. Poor Andre. I know, yeah. You can't even I'm not slagging him. Like, I'm not, like, no, it's not. I mean, it's, it's kind of horrible. Like, yeah. A six-way brawl breaks out in and out of the ring and the referee seems to have forgotten who the legal men are, counting anyone who makes a pin attempt. Akeem splashes Smash, but because the ref is distracted getting Andre out of the ring, Duggan uses his 2 by 4 on Akeem, throws a Smash on top, and the ref counts the pin for Duggan's team to win 7 minutes, 23 seconds. Uh, that fucking uh, finish it, what? Uh, you're Wait, so, a baby face like what are you doing I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you a brief history of Duggan's pay-per-view appearances yeah Wrestlemania 3 was his first appearance where he cost the Killer Bees a match by getting them disqualified for using his 2 by 4 No, yeah Wrestlemania 4 was his next one where he lost to DiBiase that wasn't that was fine them on Survivor Series 88 he used his dis- he used his 2 by 4 got disqualified and left a battered Jake the Snake in a four-on-one situation. <laughs> Royal Rumble 89. His team win a six-man tag because he uses the two-by-four behind the ref's back. WrestleMania 5. Fights to a double disqualification with Bad News Brown for using his two-by-four. <laughs> and here we are again. All he can do is go, oh, USA, and use a two-by-four. That's yeah, literally... He's, he's fucking shite. 
can't stand and, them. And you, you might be going, yeah, but Vince did this, Vince did in this day, in 1989, everything was micromanaged and yeah, produced. Yeah. It was literally like they'd been told, you're going over, but keep the Twin Towers looking like monsters. Yeah. So then he probably went, Dubai for. <laughs> and that was it. Like, oh. And the Dubai for had a fucking crown on it as well. That made it was painted. Yeah. Oh. Oh. yeah, it was a fairly poor match overall, though, I thought. I well, what can we at least dry out this? Smash has a mullet. That's yeah. one. And uh, Akeem has a mullet. So, he does. Go on, go on. so we're up to 12 so there's the positives from this match yeah two, oh, yeah. two positives from a bad match didn't like it not me either uh, I don't really I, have too much more to say about it I mean like it I just hate you the ending made me very angry and the only other emotion that I felt throughout the match was just feeling sorry for Andre yeah. so like anger and sadness those, aren't those great emotions them, I don't know what you call them they're like kind of like hip stomps almost like where he was because that's all he has to hold the rope and yeah, sit, sit, sit down yeah, on people yeah. like that. I was watching it was, it felt so bad like yeah. I, was, I was watching it there the other night my missus was like what's the story with Andre the Giant and I was and I was like what do you mean he's like it just feels like he's a circus freak. Yeah. From like an outsider's perspective, she was like, it feels like people are just laughing at him. Yeah. And I was like, that. if you didn't know, that is what comes across because he's just this big oaf. It's lo- it's lo- I think I've said it before. It's like Lenian of Mice and Men. Yeah. Where yeah. he's this overly strong, huge bastard, but he seems like he's a slow fucker because... It's a bit, it's a bit embarrassing. Like, it's embarrassing, but I'm embarrassed for him, not, I'm, not with the company. I just mean... Leave him alone. Let him retire. Yeah, will you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it is. It's sad. Like it is. The match was shit. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with Andre. No, no, no not no, at all. No, sure, no. he was barely fucking involved in yeah, it. Yeah, of course. You know. Oh, anyway. anyway yes. <laughs> we get an interview with the Million Dollar Man, Teddy Biossi. Standard fare. I thought yeah. I didn't. I love his laugh, though. His laugh. <laughs> it is pure evil, isn't it? He's really good at an evil yeah, laugh, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Did anything of this stand out to you though? Not really. No, no, no. It was just an interview. It was a very serious close up on that one. I think it was like a thousand dollars that um, Virgil was holding, mm. like, you know? Yeah. That was all. So, match number seven is the Mighty Hercules versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. So, before this, Ronnie Garvin shows up again and said, because he's, his special assignment was yeah. the ring announcer for mm. this match. So, he announces Hercules as normal. And then he basically slates Greg Valentine on the way. He's like, says he weighs in at 249 pounds, but I think he's about 30 pounds overweight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just slags him on it. I kind of liked it because I, I hate Greg Valentine. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. But, uh, so this actually has a kind of background to it. It's not just yeah. out of nowhere. And it's that. After WrestleMania 5, Garvin and Valentine began feuding, exchanging wins back and forth. This culminated in a loser must retire match on the April 29th episode of Superstars, which Valentine won. Kind of weird giving a match like that away on free TV, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, okay. definitely. Uh, so, Garvin then became a referee who was biased towards faces, but was fired from being a referee when he uh, knocked Valentine out in a match. Fair enough, yeah, really. So, here he is now as a ring announcer. Which is funny, like, I think yeah. it's kind of funny. Garvin and Valentine trash talk each other, which gives Hercules the opportunity to jump Valentine. Hercules punches and slams Valentine around the ring for a couple of near falls before the hammer slips outside as he's distracted by Garvin. Hercules beats him up outside, but on the way back in, eats a Valentine knee, and the hammer goes on the offensive. Hercules reverses a suplex and goes to attack Valentine again, but Valentine sweeps Herc's legs and pins him with his feet on the ropes. Three minutes and eight seconds. After the match, Garvin announces Hercules as the winner, via disqualification, even though he's blatantly not, which sends Valentine into a rage who punches Garvin out of the ring, but Garvin gets right back in and drops Valentine with a big right hand. Yep. Any thoughts? The, the match itself was like it was basically used to just yeah, for that air field as well, wasn't it it was completely yeah, filler yeah, like yeah. yeah 
Um, like there was there was nothing really standoutish about it. I thought like the, three minutes and it's a Hercules match. Yeah. The finish was was nice. I thought it was yeah, great. Like yeah. you know, a little kind of leg on the rope kind of thing. I fucking hate Greg the Hammer Valentine though. Yeah. Can't stand his fucking face. Can't stand his face, his physique, or his selling. Yeah, like it'd be grand if it was nineteen seventy nine, but it's not, mate. It's you not, need yeah, you need to yeah. get on. Take with a bump, like yeah, take a bump. Uh, hair. Oh, but hair's great though. Yeah, yeah. Silky one redeeming Silky feature. <laughs> like, oh, did we count Slick in that in the last match? Don't believe so. Or is he cut? Does Slick have a bow? He did. He, I know. Oh, I don't think oh, he does. This. I don't know. He was wearing a hat, so it's kind of hard to tell. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I really mm. enjoyed the first half of this pay per view, and since it's come back from the intermission, it's just fallen off a cliff. Yeah, like these last off two, a cliff. oh, these last two matches. Like, I I genuinely watched the first one. Turned it off. I was like, I'll come back to this later on. Turned it back on. Watched that match. I was like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. I didn't turn it off after this match because it was only three minutes and I knew when uh, I seen Hercules versus Valentine, I was like, right, it's going to be bad. Yeah, I don't know. I but think, prepped myself I think you bad. enjoyed that ring announcing more than me. I was just like, what is Ronnie Garvin doing? He doesn't know whether he's coming or going. Oh, no. <laughs> it was funny, but not like it was funny probably not for not what he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only wrestler I know with. Two left feet. Yeah, like real, just kind of almost childish or yeah, like really yeah, old yeah. style. No, the worst like, bit. The worst bit was uh, Hercules selling the jokes. He was laughing like he'd heard the world's funniest yeah. joke. He was like, ah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, mate, no, no, not no. at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not, not one for me personally. To be honest, like I don't think it was one for. It was like I said, it was filler just to yeah. for the their field, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. SummerSlam, tonight's main event. Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake to meet the human wrecking machine Zeus, his partner, of course, none other than the macho man Randy Savage. Sensational yeah. Sherry, what? What in the world Marvelous. is in this cauldron? Oh, mean Gene Okerlund, this is the cauldron of madness that we have spoke of all so fondly in the past months. <gasps> What will help us destroy Hulk Hogan, Brutus Beefcake? Ah! Oh, I look in there, what do I see? I see Hulk Hogan laying flat on his back. And another thing, what do I see? Brutus Beefcake, he's gone, he's finished! And then, hopefully, hopefully we can see what's going to happen with Miss Elizabeth if she's here, where is she? Where is she? What's cooking, is Macho she? Man? Unbelievable. I see the same things that Sensational she? Series sees, only I see them a little smaller, yeah. <laughs> like in itsy-bitsy pieces, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I see the weak link, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, yeah, in the bottom of the cauldron of madness, yeah. And I also see Hulk Hogan, yeah, on the bottom of the cauldron of the madness, and it's because of the human record. Machine, no! impervious to pain, and I told you, Hulk Hogan, that this was the end of the road, and I am looking at the end of the road, and also I see sensational Sherry, you with Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, the possibility is unbelievable. Thank yeah. you very much. I'm a little bit quiet. Let's get back up to the no! ring. We get an interview. With Savage, Sherry, and Zeus around the cauldron of madness. Now, I believe the cauldron, of, cauldron madness. of madness. Don't forget the the suffix. Now, I believe Dermot has a story to tell us about this oh, promo. Interesting. I do. It was exactly about halfway through this promo where I was like, "Oh my god, 
I have seen this before and I had a flashback. And I realised that SummerSlam 89 was uh, the video that myself and my brothers used to watch all the time when I was like four or five. No way. But it was exactly at this point every single time that I got terrified, started crying and left the room and I never watched the main event because I was terrified of Sherry. Understandably <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. And uh, my mom always tells this story, basically the quote that I have when she first came on the screen, I was like, She's got tin oil on her boobies. <laughs> tin <laughs> oil? Yeah. I couldn't <laughs> say the word foil. tin foil, yeah. Because she's wearing this silver dress and yeah. I thought it was made out of tin, tin foil. foil. So I was like, she's got tin oil on her boobies. And then <laughs> I just started screaming, crying whenever they started going around the cauldron. Oh my but, God. Um, so you never you never saw the two matches after this no. because of that promo? <laughs> no, I just start crying and leave. Uh, but yeah, this promo happened. And it's now me- it's pure mental, but it's a bit of crack. Looking back at it, it kind of looks like a Nickelodeon show Halloween special. Yeah, like. definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's, All like the kind of like oh, whatever, whatever, whatever smoke or whatever. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's definitely just dry ice. Or yeah, 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 it yeah, does, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Yeah, I see the same thing, but it's much smaller, tiny pieces. If you know what I mean. <laughs> that was brilliant. I thought it was fucking deadly. Oh, excellent stuff. So bad, but so good. Like it's so cartoony. No, yeah, it's very. It cartoony. is. That's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. that. It's that ridiculous cartoon kind of thing like it's kind of funny when you go when we go back to like NWA yeah. and they're interviewing like Luthez and Pat O'Connor and <laughs> yeah, Terry yeah. Funk about being judges in this yeah. massive world championship match and then we go to this the cauldron of madness <laughs> <laughs> like what's going on I enjoyed it though I enjoyed yeah. it as well yeah it was good it's I mean it ridiculous. scarred me for life but I enjoyed yeah, it yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh my god so match number 8 the penultimate match is the million dollar man Teddy Biossi versus Superfly Jimmy Snooker. so even though we've seen Snooker at Wrestlemania 1 in Hogan's Corner and we've seen him at Wrestlemania 5 was it? come out for no reason come out for no reason this is his first match so a little bit of background his real name is James Reuter or was he legally changed his name to James Snooker which he came up with because he really likes Snooker wow <laughs> really? Yeah. wow Jesus. He really liked snooker and he was good at snooker. So he just said, I'm going to be called Jimmy Snooker. That's amazing. Fair enough. You know yourself. Uh, Trained by Danny Hodge and debuted in 1968. Even before Dick Murdoch. Holy God. He spent time in various NWA territories where he won the NWA World Tag Team title once with Mr. Wonderful. Wonderful. And also the NWA US Heavyweight title. He came to the WF in 1982 and in 1983 leapt off the top of a steel cage onto Don Morocco in a moment most famous for inspiring Mick Foley who was in attendance to be a wrestler. Not the only one in attendance. No, there was Tommy the, Dreamer and Bubba Ray, Ray I think. And Matt Stryker amongst others. Wow. wow. Lots of people from that area. And yeah, all, yeah, yeah. Very influential in that regard. Uh, he was let go from the WF in 1985 due to drug and alcohol problems. We won't say that anymore. Mm. He murdered someone. Uh, he spent the next three years or so splitting his time between New Japan Pro Wrestling and the American Wrestling Association before returning to the WF in 89 and there's a well you might have heard DiBiase mention Jake Roberts there Mm. who was just another sorry statistic he was missing from this so after DiBiase tried to steal Damien at Wrestlemania 5 he began a short feud with Roberts and on the May 6th episode of Superstars the two were set to square off but DiBiase said he had the flu and sent Virgil out instead, who Roberts beat in 90 seconds. After the match, DiBiase ran out and attacked Roberts, putting him in the million dollar dream to the point that Roberts had a seizure. Well, this was all done to write Roberts off TV for two reasons. One, 
He'd injured his neck when the honky tonk man hit him with a real guitar on an episode of the Snake Pit. And two, uh, he also was brought up on assault charges, so they were giving him some time off to deal with those. Yes, yeah, important. Yes, yes, yes. So the match itself, DiBiase tries to jump Snooker from behind before the bell, but Snooker sidesteps and attacks, sending DiBiase to the outside with a headbutt. I thought that was excellent timing from Snooker. Mm, definitely, oh, wasn't it? It was really yeah. good. Look. Uh, Virgil jumps on the apron to distract Snooker but again the superfly sidesteps at the right moment and DiBiase collides with Virgil and is sent over the top rope from an atomic drop DiBiase takes a headlock but is quickly shot off the ropes but they botch Snooker's signature double leapfrog spot when yeah, he yeah. doesn't clear the second one that looks kind of uh, ropey yeah. 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 Like, I know like Ventura saved it going oh we landed on top of him though, yeah. so but it was a very very obvious botch oh yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ they exchange strikes for a while before the million dollar man guillotine snuck it across the top rope and, and takes control. Before you go any yeah, further, yeah. you can tell that that's where that spot was leading to. Like there was, I don't know, I kind of felt that like that was the cutoff. Yeah, he was going to do the double jump and, the, and yeah. then, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he slams Snooker but misses a back elbow off the second rope, which gives Snooker an opportunity to slam DiBiase and land a flying headbutt off the middle rope. He goes up the top for the superfly splash, but Virgil jumps on the apron and Snooker gives chase. DiBiase attacks from behind, rams Snooker into the ring post, who's then counted out at 6 minutes 27 seconds. After the match, Snooker attacks Virgil and hits him with a superfly splash to give the crowd what they wanted anyway. Yeah, they get yeah. to see the splash. He gets his anyway. heat back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. Grand. Like, it was yeah. grand. It was like kind they, of a nothing match. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, Virgil's just there to basically take the moves that they don't want to make to DiBiase take so he doesn't yeah. look weak, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, don't splash DiBiase, but splash Virgil. Yeah, it didn't make me regret that I never watched the end of that video, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And like, the weird thing is, like, Virgil has a better physique than <laughs> yeah. DiBiase. Like, you know, you can see he's shit, though. Yeah. You see, yeah. when when Snooker caught up with him and was throwing punches at him, he was sloppy. Like, he was meant to get punched, and he kept putting his hands up. And Snooker, you could see Snooker kind of getting frustrated going... Let me punch you in the face. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? He was kind of trying to do that. And then when he whipped, uh, very, he can't run the ropes. Yeah, yeah. He's like so sloppy, and I was like, oh, I can tell why. Yeah. Everyone slags you and shit. Good shit. You're that's... charging 1500 quid to ref a match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another. Yeah, sorry. Uh, going back to that WrestleMania 23 weekend, uh, Virgil ch- charged the ground and a half to referee a match. Not work a match, yeah. referee a match. Oh, well. And he did a shit job. We've seen a little video of it, and he was like, just fucking didn't get he was wearing like tracksuit pants and a fucking Virgil t-shirt Jesus <laughs> you know, like fuck off a little crap black Virgil t-shirt like. ah, yeah. I mean a, the t-shirt was black not black Virgil Sorry. well if, <laughs> if you want to talk white Virgil. <laughs> yeah. if you want to talk about some racism there was a lot of casual racism in the interview before this match and the actual match like yeah what's going on yeah um, like, would you like to enlighten us well yes, Jesse <laughs> just constantly calling Snooker, an animal and a wild beast and that he should be eating coconuts and bananas. Well, I, I didn't think the animal instinct thing was too racist because... No, I didn't think so either. Because he honest. does play up to it and even at the end when he's chasing Virgil, Jesse's like, see, Shivani, he's going after that instinct of just attacking whatever he, he sees as opposed to the strategy of keep your eyes on the prize and beat DiBiase. Like, you know, I thought it was all right. Yeah, well, I, I, I wasn't I too offended it, Actually, even just you saying that there kind of feels to me like that there is a distinction, that there is a kind of... Maybe that is a little but bit racist. Again, he's wearing animal. He's wearing clothes that look like they're made of animal skin. Yeah, and he's barefoot. Yeah, is he okay, not a savage? Yeah, is yeah, that not his true, gimmick yeah. to be a savage? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. And I suppose is. the whole DiBiase thing is that he is a master strategist, yeah. like you know, and kind of yeah, yeah. He is a good strategist. Yeah. Like I mean, oh, no, I I'm not know. saying like it's not his gimmick. I'm yeah. just saying 
that kind of shit wouldn't fly today. Definitely not. No, it wouldn't. Do you like Superfly's Superfly Splash though? It is it a, is. It's, it's a very beautiful. Splash and you know what? When he when he like when he got when he, when there weren't botches, he yeah. was moving really well. Yeah, yeah. and like, he's like forty six. And or yeah, like yeah, what? Yeah. A, yeah, like considering he started in sixty eight, he hmm. is in fucking unreal Great condition. Nick. I know, yeah. like he's obviously, obviously on the juice, everything but, like, last, but yeah, yeah, like compared to Dick Murdoch, he is fucking in unreal shape. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't have a mullet. He just has long hair. So he does. fuck he does, him. So. <laughs> he murdered some woman, so I can say that it's grand. <laughs> Allegedly, just in case. Allegedly, yeah. In case in, t- yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think we have enough listeners. To no, we definitely Allegedly. don't. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> this could be the. This could be what makes us. We get sued by the Snooker family. Ah, Tamina, don't be like that. Don't be like that. She's about the same age as he is here. <laughs> oh, that's a bit real. Sorry. No, she is in her late 30s now, so... Is she? Yeah, yeah. She's one of the older ladies of the world wrestling entertainment. Fair play to <laughs> Right, so next up, we get an interview with the Mega Maniacs, Brutus Beefcake and the Hulkster. How... They must have snorted lines of coke. Yeah. It's line after line after line after line. Like, since WrestleMania. <laughs> must have, WrestleMania was in Atlantic City. This is in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah. You said they're very far away. They must have... Like snorted a line of coke the distance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been going along on their Hardys snorting all the way. Hanging, August banging. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Like, whatever about Hogan, Brutus is just so fucking cringy. Like, the extreme close ups of his stupid faces. Oh, stupid faces. Like, his big stupid eyes. Oh. And the worst thing is. Good. That since we saw him laughs, he's had his fucking mullet chopped off and yeah. he's, no, he's got no redeeming features. Is it not still mullet-y? He's trying to grow oh, it back. Oh, sorry. I'd count it. I think I'd count it. Would he, you? He lost his hair in a hair, like, after a match. Someone... No, I'll talk about his hair. video yeah, of it, yeah. yeah but but uh, he's trying to get there. Okay, oh, yeah, okay, there, yeah. okay. Dave, what do you think? Because we, we need... I, I didn't see it as a mullet. Oh, fuck perfectly honest. He's, he's lost his only okay. redeeming feature. He has. <laughs> Yes, and then Brutai. He doesn't even. He's not even showing off any ass anymore. He's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't have the fucking kind the of full see through like, yeah, kind yeah. of. And then Hogan, just being a creepy bastard, talking about Miss Elizabeth's tits. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on here? Headlights. That was weird. He was saying there was, the, and that beautiful lady with her long, sexy legs and her big headlights pointing the way. <laughs> well, that what? <laughs> what? If I was savage, I'd be loafing him in the chin. Consider- it's too Boom. fucking right. He's a fucking asshole. Excuse me. He's just a fucking. Well, the start of this episode kind of confirms that, yeah, doesn't definitely. it? Yeah, definitely. But like, <laughs> annoying, isn't he? Yeah. He's a prick. Oh. Hey, cope. Oh god. Oh god. Before this match, um, we get a poem by the genius. <laughs> yeah. This I, is what I wanted to talk about earlier on. Who the fuck is the genius? I've he's, never heard of this guy. Manny Poffo. He's, macho, really? he's Macho Man's brother. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, wow. I never he knew inducted that. the Macho Man into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, like, Macho Man's dead, so yeah. he had to. And yeah. he's also he's a weirdo. Mr. Perfect's manager for a while. He wrestles a bit as well. And he wrestles. One of the first yeah. people to use the moonsault, let me tell you. Yeah, well, ooh, back when he was yeah. leaping Lanny. Well, he, he's, he will have a... I, th- I believe he has a, maybe three pay-per-view matches. Yeah. Like... It's funny how like Savage was so high up and he still couldn't get his brother a spot on the card. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's but the poem. I enjoyed. He wrote, he, yeah, he wrote a poem at the Hall of Fame. Ah, he, oh, he, he wrote loads poems, of poems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I enjoyed the poem it. was decent. It was good. Yeah, it was grand. Like, I liked his mannerisms. Uh, no, I liked his rhyming scheme. Yeah, mm. it wasn't just this. The lions just kept rhyming. There was a 
yeah. paragraphs. You know, ah, yeah. <laughs> I liked him. I like he's very. Did you, like uh, his, did you like his stainless steel scroll? Yes. Yeah, it was very good. <laughs> he's very uh, Damien Sando intellectual yeah, yeah. to the masses. Like, like, his voice is completely different to Randy Savage. Yeah, so yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. If he came out going, I've written a poem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the main event, it is here, finally. Yeah, mm. finally. It's the macho man Randy Savage and Zeus against the world champion Hulk Hogan. The title is not on the line. And... Brutus the Barber Beefcake Zeus this is his debut it's not only his debut on pay-per-view it's his debut match in professional wrestling as he's an actor from the film No Holds Barred he played Zeus in that film and basically it came from the fact that he apparently Hogan broke his nose on set so he wants revenge revenge Kayfabe broke his yeah. nose so he is played by Tommy yeah I have to make sure that sorry Kayfabe yeah sorry don't between that stuff now, guys, yeah. you know, he didn't actually break his nose <laughs> so <Are you> sure <laughs> Tommy Tiny Lister is what he's called he's actually an actor the fucking size him for a fucking actor nah, yeah, yeah. yeah up to this point he's been in a few films including Oscar nominated Runaway Train the 1986 John Candy comedy Armed and Dangerous and the 1987 Eddie Murphy film Beverly Hills Cup 2 oh. So they'd be the biggest films he's in to this point. Um, so background on this. See, they left out some background which I think changes my perspective on this match. Because uh, I feel what they showed, it just seems like Brutus is just shoehorned in here as Hogan's buddy. But he actually did kind of feud with Savage yeah. on his own. So in the April 15th edition of Superstars, Randy Savage was a guest on the Brother Love show where he blamed Hogan's manager, whom he never mentioned by name, he won't mention her name, on his loss at WrestleMania 5 and introduced his new manager, Sensational Sherry. The following week, Brutus Beefcake was the guest on the Brother Love Show, where he slated Savage for disrespecting Elizabeth and for having anything to do with Scary Sherry, as he called her. Sherry came out and slapped Brutus, who was then attacked from behind by Savage, and the two then used Beefcake's own clippers to cut off his mullet. So heelish. Cut that so, mullet. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. There's not a bigger So that's like, move. they're just feuding between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. So on the May edition of Saturday Night's main event, before Hogan's title defence against the Big Boss Man in a steel cage match, Slick introduced his big surprise, Zeus. When Hogan came out, Zeus blocked him from entering the cage and beat him up a bit and then left. Hogan still won the match, obviously, but you know. Can yeah. we can we talk about that camera shot, though, like where Zeus is up on top of the steps and yeah. it's looking over and Hogan's... shoulder pads and all. It's looking yeah. over Hogan's shoulder and Zeus just looks fucking massive. It shot so I well. I think Zeus looks the business. He does look great. Yeah, and I think he acts the business yeah. as well when he's just screaming and going mad I'm like you're mad intimidating yeah I wouldn't want you to know what I mean anyway. as a kid I don't I don't blame you for being no. terrified because he's fucking terrifying mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we'll get into that yeah so on the July edition of Saturday Night's Main Event Savage and Beefcake were having a singles match when it looked like Beefcake was about to win with a sleeper hold Zeus jumped in the ring and attacked him Hogan ran out to make the save but two chair shots later they had zero effect on Zeus on another Brother Love segment afterwards Savage, Sherry and Zeus Challenged Hogan and Beefcake to a match at SummerSlam, which they obviously accepted, and here we are. I kind of like the build to this. Yeah, yeah no, no I I for for a, bit, uh, a rivalry that comes out of a film. Yeah, it was actually pretty Exclu- well. Excluding the film bit, I think Zeus yeah. is a scary enough heel. Yeah, I, mean, you know I think I mean? Zeus is an amazing character to build um, to a match. Yeah. The problem is when it gets into the actual match, he can't do much. Yeah, because yeah. he's not a wrestler. No, but he's like. Not. As a character and the way they built him, like it was yeah. great. It was like early nineties Undertaker, like he was impervious to pain. There was yeah, nothing you yeah, could yeah. do to stop him. It was, no. it was really good. Yeah. So at the start, the heels tried to jump the faces, but they eat punches instead. 
Brutus and Savage brawl outside while Hogan attacks Zeus, who now sells everything except for an eye poke. Take, yeah. no, take notes, Road Warrior yeah. Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> but he quickly gets over it and chokes Hogan on the mat, then grabs Beefcake and a bear hook. He throws Beefcake out and turns his sights on Hogan again with another bear hook, and the heels go to work on the Hulkster. Savage dishes out punishment to Hogan and puts him in a sleeper. Hogan's worn down but fights back with the power of the Hulkamaniacs, the little pukesters. <laughs> but his comeback is cut short by Zeus who tags in and locks on another bear hook for a good while it finally looks like Hogan is going to power out but Zeus rams him into the corner and tags in Savage who runs Hogan throat first into the top rope and then spits at Beefcake which gets another ooh yeah. I, I like that so did I yeah, it was yeah. very good Savage misses a number of elbows on Hogan and he gets the hot tag to Beefcake who slaps on a sleeper Savage escapes by running Beefcake into the corner and he tags in Zeus Beefcake attacks Zeus's eyes and jumps on his back for a sleeper. But while the ref is distracted, getting Hogan out of the ring, Savage clocks Beefcake with Sherry's loaded purse. Hulkster breaks up the pin attempt and Zeus tags back in to murder Beefcake with chokes and throws. Savage tags in and Beefcake suddenly just no-sells the previous attacks as if they never happened and they close on each other for a double down. Beefcake gets the second hot tag of the match to Hogan, who lands the big boot sending Savage outside. Hogan tries to suplex Savage back in, but Sherry trips him, and Savage goes up top for the elbow drop. Sorry, guys. No, don't do it. No, this didn't happen. Say it ain't so. He hits the elbow drop off the top, and wins. One, two, three. Match over. Oh, yeah, is that what happened? No, no, no. no. And Hogan just immediately pops up to his feet like the entire match hasn't even started. No cells. This is the kind of no selling I fucking hate. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, Zeus comes in and suddenly you can feel pain yeah. why can you feel pain now now in all fairness at the start of the match uh, Shivani did say that you know you, you know as well down. as I do that yeah, people get kind of worn down throughout a match like you know it's still, not going to be like that the entire time Still, people won't. watching in fucking attendance aren't going to fucking hear that shit like no. you know and to be fair like he did feel pain but it still took a serious amount just oh, to get did, him down to one knee but it was so like for the whole match that you hit him he, he so laughed at and now he saw yeah, yeah. so he can feel pain all of a sudden. Hogan gets Zeus onto one knee. Meanwhile, Elizabeth trips Sherry on the apron, causing her to fall into the ring. <laughs> Beefcake pushes pushes Savage off the top rope pretty before vicious. he can jump off. Hogan then uses the loaded purse on Zeus behind the ref's back, slams him, hits the leg drop. One, two, three. Matches over. Hogan and Beefcake win in 15 minutes, four seconds. Sherry takes an atomic drop as well. I don't know. Oh, we'll go to that. Sherry's in the ring, and Hogan indicates he's going to punch her in the face. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? What a face. Right, and on commentary, Shivani says, "Yeah, hit her right in the mouth." <laughs> I'm sorry. It's 1989. I know we we kind of gave out about uh, a WrestleMania five when Ventura said, "Yeah, maybe Elizabeth deserves a punch," yeah. but at no point in that match did anybody indicate punching Elizabeth. No. It was she was in the yeah. way. Whereas in this match, Hogan grabs Sherry and is like asking the crowd, "Will I box yeah, her head in?" Cocked and all He's yeah. like, "Yeah." Hits her with an atomic drop, so that's still an assault on a woman, like, the face, the world champion. Yeah, yeah nice one. Uh, and she goes into Elizabeth, who should have just been holder so Elizabeth can clock her with the punch. Yeah, that should yeah. have been it, like. Or not even holder, just have Elizabeth hit her. And then Elizabeth helps Beefcake chop off Sherry's ponytail, heels go, faces celebrate. So, before, well, did, before yeah, we go mad about that elbow drop, do you want to know Hogan's logic? Yes, please, actually, I would love to hear that. So, you got battered. Right, Hogan's battered, yeah? Yeah. To the point of almost unconsciousness. And his logic was the elbow drop knocked him back into consciousness and he's grand again. 
Oh, that makes sense. It woke him up. No, do you want to fight me? Makes absolutely perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> they will kill you. <laughs> so, like, so if I was on the ground, right, unconscious, and you'd battered me, I was lying on the ground and you kicked me in the head, obviously I'd pop straight back up and batter you. That, that's that, what I'm talking about. That's exactly what happened, though. Actually, yeah, it makes sense now because I like that. Basically, you know the way... You know the way if someone's dead, yeah, and you you, you kick, kick them. and then they come back to life, yeah, yeah, yeah of it's course, course. like a defibrillator. Ah, yeah. yeah, an elbow drop defibrillator is what it was. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. Well, that's Hogan's logic. That's no, that's actually like that was stated as I logic. Honestly, think that watching that was the most riled up I've gotten watching any paper. I think if I think if he'd like kicked out, I would have been angry, but not as angry. If you like, very, 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 or if he ball. moved, that just, if he moved, it completely fucking destroys his elbow drop. Why did the he, finisher? Why did he get elbow dropped in the first place? Like, I mean, right. So Hogan was on the offensive. He'd given, he'd just hot tagged in. He was rested. Yeah. Gave the big boo. Which Su- was a fairly fucking stiff yeah. big boo by yeah. the way. Went to suplex him in. Right. He was tripped. He fell on top. Two count. So that's all he's been hit with. Right. So logically, Hogan should be sound enough to move out. Should have moved out of the way of the elbow drop. Do you know why he didn't move out of the way though? Because he's Hulk Hogan. Because he's Hulk Hogan and him fucking popping up after getting the fucking elbow drop from Randy Savage makes him look like a fucking monster. And it makes Randy Savage look like shit. Even though I really love Randy Savage. I can't believe he agreed to that. Yeah, yeah. I know. No, but here's another thing. I think he should have taken the pinfall. Because Zeus is immediately done. You you pin Zeus... That's the, like, that's what, yeah. what can you get back from that to me? at the same time what are you going to get out of Zeus by not pinning him like, at least a rematch or something I don't fucking like, know a singles match Ooh. like I don't know about that now, but they tried to sell they tried to sell having like, the next like, pay-per-view they have Hogan's team versus Zeus's team and then they had tried to sell that no hose barred pay-per-view with this rematch in the steel cage yeah. like having, like having, having said what I just yeah, said yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it through like adult eyes as a like wrestling fan who watches a lot of wrestling and yeah. going Zeus's shit I can tell you that my brother has loved this pay-per-view as like I'd say what were they about 7 and a 10 year old yeah, of and course. I would say legitimately for the next 6 years they'd always be like why does Zeus never come back Zeus was amazing where's Zeus like he'd yeah. kill any of these because lads because in, in their yeah. head as children they thought Zeus was the business yeah because yeah, yeah. like he, I Zeus was he got hit with two steel I'll chairs you, and he didn't an, sell I'll give you an example no, not directly with wrestling, but of the child mindset. As, uh, someone in just in one of the threads, chat threads I was in, was saying they watched the Assassin's Creed film and said it was a lot of shit. Yeah. And then someone asked, is there any actually good video game films? And people were like saying, oh, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter were a bit of crack. And I was like, those films are fucking shit. Yeah. But when you watch them as a 9, 10, 11 year old, yeah, you're so like, this it. is fucking yeah, unreal. Yeah, yeah. But if I watch them now, I'd go, well... They're awful, very, very, very awful. bad. But it's that child mindset that this nostalgic stuff is yeah. unreal. Like it's like watching like on an episode of Versus Cheap Plug or other podcast. Uh, we did the witches, yeah, and we were very disappointed. In yeah, because yeah. we always had we had this mentality that the witches, the witches was mad, scary, and deadly. And when we watched it as adults, it was like, no, this is poor, <laughs> really bad. And that's part like, but like you said, that would have got kids. To make their parents buy them tickets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, them, yeah. You know what I mean? Are you, like, are you telling me Andre... you telling me Andre... Like Andre... No. You're yeah. not fighting... But like, let's say Andre joined a WrestleMania 3. He probably did no better than Zeus would do. No, if he was no. trained for a few months. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They had a singles match down the line. I think it could have worked. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
that's 30 years later so what can you do yeah <laughs> yeah oh, but sure, the we will see. Ma- well let's talk about the match did you enjoy any of it or like even to a point or I tell you what I fucking enjoyed uh, Randy Savage bombing it around the ring he was bombing fucking, it. Like, he's always bombing it he was he? firing himself off yeah. those ropes he was going so fast and he was hitting with such intensity I thought it was I thought that was for me the, the best part of the match yeah Everything else kind of fell flat for me. I really liked him bombing it around. I really liked his gear. He usually was very colourful. It was yeah. just black and white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, very cool. Also, did you notice him and Sherry dressed similar? Yeah, him and Elizabeth that. back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fucking deadly. And All the tin oil. The tin oil, the tin on, oil on our yeah, boobies, yeah. yeah. But I, th- <laughs> I thought it, for, for these four lads, where I consider only one of them to be a respected worker, yeah. I thought they did okay. Up, up until that elbow drop. Up until that elbow drop. Two hot tags is unnecessary. Yeah, especially for, how long was it? It's only fifteen minutes. Two hot tags in fifteen minutes is like you know. I think they they should have. But see, Hogan needs to be the baby face in peril in all his matches, but he also needs to be the one getting the hot tag. So he was like, I'm gonna get both. Yeah, yeah. Best, Best of both worlds. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have um, any mullets? Mullets? No, oh, Hogan is a mullet. That's a skullet. Come on, Baron, don't fuck me he's about. Bald, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's got We've long at the back. What did you say? Don't fuck me about it. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us up to fourteen. Yeah, that's a nice one. Um, no one else. No one else. No, no, no. Else. Poor Brutus. He's just been fucked over. Yeah. <laughs> well, if anybody's to cut it off, it's to be the Macho Man, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. Yeah. So we we'll call fourteen for the night. Not too yeah. bad. Not a bad. Not a bad mullet count. So lads, match of the night. Worst match of the night. Mm-hmm. Spot of the night, our new award. Woohoo! Ooh. And overall thoughts on the pay-per-view. Recommend, don't recommend, whatever. Um, <laughs> ooh, fuck. Um, match of the night, I'm probably going to give to the opener. Grant. I think. Yeah. That was probably like, I got in, like, I, I switched on SummerSlam 89. And I was like, are you fucking serious? The Heart <laughs> Foundation against right. the fucking Brain Busters. I was yeah. like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't disappoint me in, yeah. like, in the slightest. And I absolutely had a fucking great time watching it. Uh, worst match of the night initially before I fucking realised that the that the Red Rooster actually blew out his knee I was going to give it to the okay you know yeah I yeah like, I was thinking to myself like is this a squash match and if it is a squash it, match the Red Rooster's getting a fucking a bit yeah, more yeah, offense yeah. than he should be getting um, but since that wasn't the case I'm probably going to give it to um, probably the, the three minute fucking Hercules and Valentine okay. match it's fair um, I know there was kind of like Worst matches, but that was a kind of non-match. Yeah, you know, it was only it was used for a specific purpose, and it was just kind of you know I, I did I didn't really like it. Yeah, I understand. Um, spot of the night <clears throat> definitely has to go for that double leapfrog, um, fucking hip toss from from the rockers. From the rockers, yeah. yeah I fucking I jumped up when I saw that and marked <laughs> out the fucking. I was like, yes, come on. <laughs> um, overall thoughts on the pay per view? I thought it was grand. Yeah. Um, it was. It was. I probably would recommend to watch it. Just I wouldn't. It wouldn't be top of my list. No. But it was. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Definitely, as Darren said earlier on, definitely let down the latter half. Yeah. But like you know. Yeah. Overall, it was grand. Maybe about sixty percent. Sixty percent right. That's an okay. Yeah. yeah. Six yeah. out of ten is on sixty. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm delighted that. I think all your points are good points, but I have three different answers for oh, once. Because yeah. we always have the yeah. <laughs> Delighted. So, match of the night. There's three candidates for me. It's the first match, the one you picked, yeah. then the six-man tag with the Rockers and the Rajos. That Rigos, was there for me as well. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. And that? then the one that I'm going with, obviously because I'm a little warrior, Mark, <laughs> <laughs> is the Intercontinental title match because yeah. I just thought, like, 
the crowd was so hot for it there's so many good spots in it i didn't really like the the bit where like the end and the, the way piper, piper yeah, got involved enough. but overall i thought it was still a great match and i thought the chemistry between the two characters was really good worst match of the night I'm going with toughie. the mm. other six-man tag, Andre in the Twin Towers against that was Demolition and Hacksaw. Well. Yeah. The match itself was crap, and the ending really pissed me off, yeah. so I had to turn the pay-per-view off. Couldn't watch Jeez. anymore after Hacksaw. So I'm actually, like, like when I get to my <laughs> overall thoughts, I'm going right. to be a bit confusing. But um, So that's the worst match. And then spot, spot of the night... I'm gonna go with that fucking pile driver power bomb that Rick Rude did on Warrior. So a bot spot. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> it's a bot spot if you want, but it's also like a fucking Serious Ganzo move. bomb. Yeah, like yeah, it is yeah. a move nowadays, and it's oh, fucking it's vicious. Move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or else you can go with the middle rope back suplex in that match as well. It was, was fucking cool. deadly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, overall thoughts on the show. Like I thought the first half was really good, and the second half I think I, it took me three or four times mm. to actually get through the second half like Jesus. i really uh, for me like if it had just ended after the warrior match that would like have the been second grand. half is only roughly an hour long but it took me maybe two to watch it because i kept pausing to write notes obviously but i kept pausing and just rubbing me temples as well <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh, there's just so many it's like so so many matches in the second half where I look at it on paper and go, well, oh, only, this only, is... There's only three matches in the know, yeah, but, like, but all of them, you look on paper and go, oh, this is going to be bad because yeah, bad you, workers you know. in it. Well, and then you, you watch don't it. Don't say that about DiBiase. He's not a bad worker. He's a great, no, he is a good worker. But, but like, no, there's, there's four matches in the second half. There's Andre, the six-man tag with Andre and the demolition and all that. Is that the second then, half? Yeah. Then there's Hercules, oh, yeah. Greg Valentine. Then there's Ted DiBiase, Juice, Jimmy Snooker, And then there's oh, the main event. And like... Every one of... Apart from DiBiase and Snuka, on paper, every one of those matches you can look at and you'll be like, oh, this is kind of going to be... It's not going to be great. Like, no, I didn't go right. in yeah, with yeah. high expectations yeah. and I still felt that they were all pretty Let-downs. bad. Like, yeah, yeah. One thing I will say, well, if you're a young well, child... Yeah. Or you have young children, don't oh, let them watch this pay per view. It's going <laughs> to scar them for life. Oh, God. Skin oil on the boobies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, definitely some very enjoyable matches, but... It peaked too soon and then went downhill yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, um, From I have, I think, maybe two of the three similar to you. Okay. So my match of the night is Warrior and Rude. Yeah. I enjoyed the, I'd say, second place is when you picked Dave, yeah. the fourth match. Uh, it's just after, Warrior and Rude, after after it, like when it was over and I paused it to finish off writing my notes, I was just, like, I just said to myself, like, out loud, I was like, that was fucking fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a really good time watching it, like, I, popped with the crowd and I was just the near falls where Rude got his foot on the rope after they the oil driver and stuff like yeah. that so that's my match of the night really recommend watching it worst is a toughie because oh, I thought the one you picked was shit Dave I thought the one you picked was shit Darren I thought Honky Tonk Man versus Tootsie Rolls was shit but I'm gonna go for the one you picked Darren yes Duggan and Demi <laughs> <laughs> it's is it yeah fuck it is. you man you suck Dave you suck at picking shit man. I gotta be honest with you I, I picked that match in like a coin toss in my head I was yeah. like oh, that's yeah, fair. <laughs> no you suck Dave yeah. <laughs> your opinion is involved <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Duggan and Demolition versus Andre uh, Duggan's a fucking cunt oh, he's a, he's fucking a useless asshole. worker he literally punches kicks and says a hole in USA like he has no oh. He's no ability to adapt to the situation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
Uh, Demolition are okay if they're put against the right team. Twin Towers are not the right team. Nope. And like I like Bossman as a singles worker. He's he runs the ropes like a madman for a man his size anyway. But and Andre is basically a cripple. I love Akeem's character though. Not his character. <laughs> his mannerism. Yeah, like, you know, know I do, I do. Like, but in general, that match just no, fucking sucked. Shit, yeah. Sucked a dick. Uh, <laughs> well, spot of the night. It's between two in the good six man tag match. Shawn Michaels hits a flying knee drop off the top, which yeah. I thought looked really, really yeah, good. Fucking lovely. Um, but I think I popped a little bit more to Warrior pressing Rude and fucking him all yeah. the top rope. So that's that would be my spot of the night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and pay per view overall. Yeah, I'd recommend watching it. Like you said, Dave, it's not the top of the list. Yeah, but it's it's no great American Bash eighty nine. Let's say most certainly not. <laughs> but most certainly not. It was an enjoyable event. Like sixty five percent. Like what was it? Five of the the first five matches. Well, yeah. no. The Dusty minus one. Tonker, uh, yeah, yeah. But there's like, there's so many colourful characters that you can find stuff to enjoy. Yeah, and yeah, there definitely. is some very good matches, but yeah. it just, just lets itself down. It does after let itself the I mean, like, 1999 is turning out to be a decent year for yeah, Not bad at all. Yeah. Not bad at all. And I can only imagine that 90 would be, it would be better. Yeah. yeah. Or were you going to say worse? <laughs> I can think of good things in 90. I think this of, is all kind of new territory for me. I've never watched you know I, I think I own. All of the WWF pay-per-views from 1990 on VHS. Well, all the NWA stuff is going to be totally new for me. So I'm looking forward to that. Deadly. Mm. Deadly. Yeah, it's all going to be very new. But we're still in 1989, lad. Oh. Yeah, we still have a few more shows to go, right? We have... Survivor Series, anyway. One, no. two, three. No. We have four more from 1989. No Survivor Series? Just now. That's, <laughs> not, next. That's not next. No, I know, yeah. Uh, what is next is WCW's Halloween Havoc 89. Which is headlined by Sting and Ric Flair versus the Great Muta and Terry Funk in a Thunderdome match. Okay. Refere- oh, yeah, yeah. Refereed by Bruno Sammartino. Grand. I'm going to enjoy that. Yeah, yeah you will. <laughs> uh, so then after that will be Survivor Series 89. After that will be No Holds Barred, the match, the movie, which we will review. <laughs> yes. And then the final pay-per-view, of not only 1989, but of the 80s, we'll be done with the 80s, is Starcade 89. Grand. That's a lot a, to look a forward a, to. That's, that's a milestone, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Done with the 80s. <laughs> Done with the 80s. We'll have to do a little mini recap 80s recap of, episode. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Finances on this. 4.8 boy rate. 625,000. Which is just... Which is good. Which Ed, is about the same... Is that the, the, no. the cutoff for Hogan's pay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's 685,000... Oh, sorry. 625,000 boys, which is the third highest boy ever. Wow. Which shows... That the Zeus character worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I would ask you to guess what the ticket price is, but Darren's been looking at the oh, screen. I am, yeah, I can see it now. Sorry. So, Dave, you, Dave, can, you guess. try and guess. $25. $17.50. Oh, no, that's average. Yeah, yeah. But you got $350,000 gay. Yeah, grand. 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 So, with that said, you can find us on the internet. Oh, yeah. Google us. Yeah, and store. yeah we don't use Facebook. Like, we have a Facebook page. Just go either. Just go to Instagram. Yeah. It's where all the cool kids We are. don't really yeah, use Twitter yeah. anymore, do we? We probably should. We should. We should yeah. 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 We're lazy people, though, I think. Yeah. We actually just do this for us, so fuck yeah. you. Yeah, fuck you, sorry. But thanks for listening. Yeah. yeah th- thanks for listening yeah. anyway, yeah. And uh, Godspeed and God bless, etc. and whatever. Yeah. All that business. Bye-bye. See you later. Adios.
This romance. 